That was a young fella by the name of Elvis Presley. Oh, I've got a feeling we're going to be seeing a little more of that guy. You're listening to Russell Brand on Six Music. I'm here with Matt Morgan. He's in charge of the switches. You're right, Matt. Yes. Before the show began. You always ask me names. Well, what wouldn't I ask if you're all right? You know I'm all right because you've been with me for the last hour. Well, I know you're not all right because I've been with you the last hour. Commodity, glum little character telling me your Picard-esque stories of the night's events. Oh, then someone nearly bit someone's thumb. Then I've done some Tai Chi. But you'll have to wait for Matt's cultural review before you hear all that rubbish. That's coming up later in the show. Along with what I can only describe a whole host of other stuff. We're going to be answering questions, right? People have sent some questions to us, Matt. Some of them the first question is, what is the theme this week? Interesting. We're sort of being a bit uh, post-structuralist today. We're going to do an anti-theme show. If you can uh, send us any questions or any statements you like. That's interesting, that, though, because if someone comes up to you and goes, tell me something, you wouldn't know. But if they goes, tell me your favourite type of chocolate or... Tell me something you like about undergrowth, then you oh, know, I think if someone came up to you and said, tell me something, because you're constantly just ready to tell everyone, everyone, everything, <laughs> you just... <gasps> right, okay, I used to be on drugs. Uh, then things went really, really bad for me, and I had a horrible time. I've got a dreadlock around the back. Look I've at my hair. Do you want to feel my new dreadlock? you still got that dreadlock. I've got four dreadlocks. Three or what? four now. Uh, well, I don't know if they're gathering it with You can't speed. unpick them, they have to be cut out. I like them, they don't have to be cut out, I could just leave them there. I'm thinking of starting to put other things in me, if you must know. Not a mouse or nothing. Like Keith Richards tying a little exactly. shell in your hair. He calls him his briskets or some weird little... Or he he's does just, not. He's got some weird word for him, honestly. Mate. How do you know that? Because someone told me, a bloke said, all right, and if we're going to start doubting the word of some bloke, we might as well take the holy Bible, <laughs> tear it to shreds, and defecate on those shreds. Don't say that. I'm saying we might as well, in a hypothetical situation, there's no real situation which would do that, certainly not on a Sunday. Trevor Lock's not here for legal reasons, he denies all the allegations, etc, etc. If it does go to court, it will be pleading not guilty, not to sound blase about that matter. So, what have we got? We'll be doing Trevor's Sonic Enigma without. Trevor, oh, yeah. which, if anything, is a massive advantage, because we've got quite good <laughs> at doing them live, haven't we, Matt? We're brilliant at it, aren't we? We've really mastered those. Little voices. We bumped into, we when we went down, uh, right, on our way in, we like to, we have a little routine where we go into a little coffee shop and get a coffee, and we, and I go, oh, I'm a bit worried, because we were talking about, oh, there's a lot of people coming down to the show today, and I think Matt might have used the word no, twits. You... Matt might have used the word twits, and then the competition winners That's out of order, because you said the word twerps. <laughs> you went, there. There's a load of twerps coming down. <laughs> I use the word twerps affectionately. I could call what the thing of the things I call you and Trevor and people I actually love, right? But the competition winners were in were in the coffee shops. So I think they may have been. Where are they? Is what I'm saying. Is do you think they heard you saying the word twits? And when now you said twerps, saying that coffee shop. No, because they were happy. They didn't stop hear. munching fruit, mate. When now you know to... how I feel. I don't know how you feel to do that. You're I, always I, I eating have to fruit. I spend my whole life interfering with myself in a shed, <laughs> and then just shuffle on a radio a show, stinking a booze. So uh, yeah, you know that mystery. Do chain? I smell of booze? No. You know that mystery chain that we just uh, yes. listened to. There was one time where I was singing that right, like I was out with this bloke. He had a guitar, and he goes, "I oh, let's sing some songs." And I go, he goes, "What do you want to sing?" And I goes, oh, "Let's do some Elvis." And he goes, "What one?" I goes, oh, "I don't know, Mystery Train." And he immediately was able to play it. And I came in much too aggressively with the lyrical vocals of that song. It was How can you do that? Also, like he was train. He was trying to go, like, train, train. <laughs> 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 horrible. And he, and he sort of stopped when he'd done that too aggressively. And the two of us have just had to live through that hellish. You once told me you went to uh, an audition where you had to sing. Um, oh God. 
Now you want to see me dance? What that? <laughs> do you love me? Oh God, that was awful. Why did, Why I did I you do that? <laughs> because I was, uh, I, I went to, when I was 16, I, I went to a stage school after I'd left normal school. No. I went to a stage school. No, I, I, I now. It sounds like <laughs> you're owning up. <laughs> I'm very sorry. When I was 16, I went to a stage school. A lot of really bad things. I wore a leotard, and I'm ashamed to say there was a bit. Like, <laughs> it was really awful, because I'm rubbish at dancing. And there's this bit, like, we had to um, do, like, we're doing this class, where it's all sort of based around sort of singing and dancing. And you know that song, Do you love me now that I oh, can Oh, watch dance? me now. Yeah, right, it, go, it begins, we had to act it, right, and I had to act it, right, go, you broke my heart, because I couldn't dance, you didn't even want me around. Now, I I'm back to let you know <laughs> I can really shake him down. Uh, now, that song only works if the, if the next thing that happens is someone dancing really well. If the next <laughs> thing that happens is the person that says something, I'm back to let you know I can really shake him down. And then you have to watch some jerk twitching about arrhythmically, spluttering and stuttering, tripping over his feet. That is... Did, what, so, hang on. Was, I thought this was an audition, but it was just a class, was it? It was like, no, this you was auditioned for a boy tomorrow. band once. Oh, all right, that was ages ago. That's Remember, I did audition for a boy no, band. All these things are coming out now. Just they're remembering they're them. They're coming out. You're, you're exposing me. Like <laughs> 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 a dearest friend trying to destroy my career live on radio. Why would a person do a thing like I'd that? I'd love to see the tape of these auditions. Well, that boy band one, that was pretty bad actually. Um, like what happened was, is like I can't remember what the boy band was. They goes, you can either sing Robbie Williams' Angels. It was around that time. So God, I must have been. Hang on, that's 20. not that long ago. Uh, no, listen, it is. I was twenty, I think. So it's like it's a decade ago, honestly. Right, I think I was, tw anyway, well, it's about time of Angels, I go to, Angels were probably in Nip Parade at the time, yeah. alright? Like, you can either do Angels, or you can do that, uh, George Michael one, uh, uh, God, have faith, ooh, 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 and I go, I'm not doing Angels, because at that time I thought, you know, I don't want to do Angels, because he's a current pop well, star. Well, one's very hard to sing, and one's easy to sing. I know, that's why I look such an idiot, right? And I like, so <laughs> I, I chose Faith, and I go, there's a panel of judges, it's like Pop Idol, but of course, you know, no one's recording, well, one person's recording it. I remember, I was only 20, I didn't know what I was doing. Ah, and I was on drugs. Have I ever mentioned oh, that? I have a drug not. problem. So, in a way, can't really do me for it. You can't say, so I, I took some drugs and then I went to a boy band <laughs> audition. I did some pretty crazy things and those drugs. I used to audition for boy bands. <laughs> <laughs> Jump dance four times a week. <laughs> <laughs> I drop a load of pills, chase the dragon, then I go to audition <laughs> for Westlife. I ended up stealing money from my mum's handbag just to support my habit of boy band <laughs> auditions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty ashamed. <laughs> One time, I took my daughter's allowance and I squandered it all <laughs> on hair gel <laughs> for my boy band traditions. <laughs> but I turned up, there's a pattern of people. I turned up and go, oh, which one are you going to do, they say. And I was all nervous. How, what's the first thing you say? You walk in and go, hello, I'm Russell. Go, hello, hello. No, they know because I've got a list of paper. Hello, Russell. What, uh, how are you? All right. What are you going to do for us? Yeah, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is completely redefine the term bad audition right like <laughs> before your very eyes and, I, like, and I've been in the toilet drinking to cope with my nerves so I'm probably all red and blustery and a little bit all plump and rubbish all crooked and odd and you I drink like, from toilets when you're nervous do you? yeah like a cat <laughs> sort of crane down into there, lap away it. Do try and avoid the glade hanging thing. Other oh, no. freshness are available. Right, so like. Tastes so, so bitter. Oh, they are bitter, you bitter, spiteful little freshener. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't be happy until all of the pool smells of lemon, will you? And like, um, like, so then I'd like, yeah, do that. Like, go, all right, what are you going to do for a second? Like, I have to say, in all seriousness, 
Uh, I'm going to be doing Faith by George Michaels. <laughs> what, so they give you two choices, and then they go, and what will you be doing for Yeah, so to create the illusion of consent and right. free will. I don't know why they're involved in a Noam Chomsky-style brain experiment. So, like, yeah, they go, I'll be doing it, I'll be doing Faith by George Michael. They go, off you go, then. They play a backing track, and I've decided that I'll be less self-conscious if I sort of held, a, like, a water bottle, pretended it was my microphone. What but, an idiot. What an idiot. So I've stood there with the water bottle. Did you have a lid on it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just dribbling all over you. <laughs> yeah, it was all splashing up my top. Occasionally, I'll do a panpipe style bit where I blow across it. Gotta have faith. Yeah, you've gotta have faith. Really terribly embarrassing. So, is there a backing yeah. track? Yeah, there's a backing track. Dun, 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 obviously, they want people like, you know, sort of like people that are good at being in a boy band. They're all well confident, aren't they? And they You're too tall for a boy band. You'd, make, you'd look like some great big freak and a load of dwarves. <laughs> Gooning around. Some <laughs> great big lump of lank. Spindly elbow. Unless you were the band. middle one. But you, it would, you're too tall for that. You Normally, they're sort of... I didn't, I've done got the right kind of energy to be in a boy band. I'm too sort of... Odd. I don't got the right kind of energy. I don't got the right kind of energy. <laughs> in New York. I don't got it. Bush. <laughs> right, so yeah, they, anyway, I didn't get in that boy band. I can't remember which one they were, but I think they were one like, you know, five or something. Blue, I reckon. It's like longer ago than that. Imagine you and old, what's his name? Uh, Abs, Doc, Sneezy, Stinkpot. And what's his name, the, the bloke guys. who uh, you look up to? Oh god, I look Shagger up to. of the year type bloke. What's <laughs> I don't look up to them types of people. Lee, Lee Ryan. Ryan. They're quite nice lads actually. They were, yeah. yeah I mean, Cockney geezers, you are a bunch of proper fellas. So, um, okay, so we've got the, uh, we'll try, oh, Noel's back now. We can read, said, ring him up. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to stifle my burp and that's what I did to an old lady. <laughs> um, like, we, yeah. can ring. <laughs> we can ring. No, oh, it's no good. <laughs> so we ring him up. We'll try and see if we can ring some other people up. Why don't you lot ring us up? Send us things, please. Send us questions, inquiries, things you might be feeling inside. We've got a big load of questions there from really the website. Some of them are quite profound and existential, as a matter of fact. We'll go through, maybe we'll have a look at some of the papers that I'm in or something, go through that, try and distance myself from stuff that I'm responsible for. Henry the Hoover's made quite an impact this week, hasn't really, One thing I'm really glad about last week's show, Matt, is that we went on and on about me as an adolescent having it all through an Hoover. Because now, <laughs> my mum's been able to read about it at considerable length, and we've enabled the Sun newspaper to do a story headlined, Russell Brand Comes Clean, with a picture <laughs> of me and Henry de Hoover, and then in photographs of lists of my reported and purported conquests is now included That's gonna, Henry the Hoover. That'll never go away. Do you think it'll never go if we can Yeah, in years' time, they'll go, oh yeah. Then so they'll be a that mad? Imagine being judged now for things you've done when you're 14. That's happening to me. I shouldn't bring it up, should I? Well, no, Think about things you've done when you was 14. Didn't do anything. Horrible pa little I painted boy. little figures. Yeah, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, you little boffin, you little square. Oh, this one's a dwarf! This one's an orc! Who's tougher? It's all on the throw of a dice! I don't think uh, the papers are going to pick up on that. <laughs> I think they will. When they I find don't know I've been called a sidekick as well. Yeah, you're a sidekick. That's rubbish. What is, it, what is a literal sidekick? Is that the thing that makes a motorbike you can leave it? I don't know. Yeah, it is, isn't it? What is a sidekick literally? It's probably always just existed in theatrical in, terms. Literally, yeah, it's probably sidekick. isn't a part of a motorbike or anything. It might be a part of a motorbike. If it was really try and find out the etymology of that word and we could discuss it. Wouldn't it be rather, rather laugh? So, okay, we're going to listen to now, Matt. Holloways. Oh, I like them all the ways. Now, hold on. Right, so let's just set up what we're going to do on the show. Chelsea, You've done this about nine times. 
your Not coffee. Not an old lady. Yeah. Oh, now, did you oh, have tea or coffee? Have you left the gas on? I've left the gas on, old crush. I'm worried about where the competition winners are. You drove them away, you rude... You the said people that twerk, listen to this show listen. are the people that build it, Matthew. Without them, we have nothing. You should remember that instead of calling them twits. Come in and listen to the other way, shall we? Don't call them twerps again. Don't you! When they get here. <laughs> I'm not going to be nice to them. That there were them there other ways. I like them other ways. That's yeah, quite good, good right? that song, isn't it? Good, uplifting. I river dance to it. I know. Did it, <laughs> did it make you think of me in a boy band audition? I, it did, actually, but you look like sort of big mad rabbit doing it. <laughs> Yeah, well, thanks for destroying me. Here, this is a question from Ralph Nigam. Ralph Nigam, he's a man, a man that we want to touch. Yeah. Your question. If your careers were to end tomorrow, there's a very real possibility they will, how would you like to go? In a blaze of glory or just simpering off, never to be heard of again? Blaze of glory, obviously. Because simpering off, imagine Matt simpering. Well, it wouldn't Trevor be very far from me to go, would it, really? What From sidekick to simperer. <laughs> yeah, there's a kind of resonance about it. It could easily occur. Would you be able to handle obscurity? Yeah. Yeah, because I had loads of obscurity for three nice solid decades. nice for you, wouldn't it? You, Henry, there on the <laughs> island. <laughs> Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Um, I don't think I would, would like to be obscure. Really? No, because no, you remember I live really through the approval of others, and if that were to be denied me, I think <laughs> I might capsize emotionally, Matt. I think I might struggle to live. So, uh, uh, yeah, a blaze of glories, but not a actual glory. Like, they are, they try to overthrow the government, they're now in prison, rather than, you know, some horrible, ghastly scandal. Yeah. Good if it was like, you know. But after Henry, oh, seriously though, after Henry, where can you go? No one's going to go. If you're admitting things like that, they're never going right. to really get... what the earth could people dig up? I'm yeah. not that... That's the thing, is that I think if, like me, you're probably the worst things you've ever done, you've admitted to, what can people do? Yeah. Like, these well, they are... can lie, as we know. But... Mm, yeah, yeah, that's true, but, uh, yeah, that's true. Matthew, what are them, what are them bad things you've done that you're embarrassed Don't of? go on about it. What? Oh, well, oh, yeah, that's the question. when you had it off with that rubber sex thing the other week, a rubber sex I'm not embarrassed about that. You asked me to do it. I did it as an experiment. I did it as an experiment. You claw back. The papers don't care what I've done, mate. Yeah, well, they ought to. Perhaps they'd show a bit more interest if they could see it in your twilight bedsit window, see you squatting and grunting over a mechanised... <laughs> I like the way you use the word bedsit. I'm Leonard Rossiter. Who was Jones? I think of you. Um, so... I'd like to. I wouldn't mind obscurity. I don't care. Don't care. I'll just about write it. a book. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to be about. Your <laughs> review of sex parts, most likely. Dixie P. Allen from Liverpool. What is the most embarrassing item of clothing you've ever worn or been made to wear by your parents? Actually, all these things could be themes. Well, that like yeah. So all these things could be themes. Actually, like this particularly. What is the most embarrassing item of clothing you've ever worn? Arthur Allen that. from Liverpool. <clears throat> I was or been made to wear by your parents. When I was nine, my dad bought me a pair of Adidas trainers, but they were for girls. Oh. They were burgundy with silver stripes, but as they were a present off my nan, I had to wear them. Oh, you poor man, that's I unfair. Like that. I never quite got over that and will forever hate the colour burgundy. So now for him, burgundy represents the feeling shame. of childhood shame, yeah. Poor Alan. Do you know what happened to me? What? 
Well, you won't, but I'll tell you. Tell me. I was in hospital. I'm using all these really clunging <laughs> theatrical devices to communicate. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? Would you like me to tell you a story, sir? By Jove, I will. But be prepared, because this will turn your blood to stone. When I, I had to go to hospital because I had a uh, concussion, I fell out of bed when I was a kid. Yes. And then it, I was over. Yeah. Look at you trying to make that sound like you took part in the Vietnam War. You only tumbled out of bunk bed. It's quite bad, Probably actually. Probably. I lost my memory. With yourself. I was too young for that. I was seven. Really? Yeah, but anyway, I went. I was in hospital overnight, and then my parents came and got me. I was in my pajamas because it happened at night, obviously. Mm. And uh, they brought me clothes. This is horrible. If you're ever in hospital and someone, you could, uh, someone has to bring, bring you clothes, clothes, even when you're a kid, they brought clothes I'd never seen. They'd never, <laughs> they'd never seen me wearing <laughs> these sort of rubber shoes. I don't know where they came from. What unfamiliar clothes? Yeah, like a shell. I think it was shell suit trousers. These weird rubber shoes. I had no socks. <laughs> jacket. I don't know if it was my sister's or something. Up. I know it's a moulded shoe. Like what, I don't know well, what like they were. Like jelly shoes. Yeah, like jelly oh, shoes. Poor boys. Oh, it was awful. And, and I you were in to... hospital. You were all concussed. You couldn't remember your life anyway. You thought perhaps I'm right, right little <laughs> dipstick <laughs> who wears rubber shoes. Maybe that's what happened. Perhaps your whole identity up until now, Matthew, has been an accident. Perhaps you're actually meant to be quite a nice person. Don't be so horrible. Oh, I love you. You wearing a Tom jerk. Jones T-shirt, aren't you? I'm wearing my Tom Jones T-shirt. Right. Um, what about? What about me, then, if you're trying to... Oh, sorry, we've not talked about you for a bit. <laughs> I, I believe there was a minute there, Matthew, where we were talking about something else. Now, I, what I tried Can to I just do wrap that up was by pretend saying? that it, you were talking about me, but with a different name, and that made it bearable. If or, you're, uh, if you were in hospital, right, yeah. and someone said, oh, he needs some clothes, going, I'd know what to bring. What would you bring? Come on. Stupid little skinny jeans. <laughs> that would be my first thing. Get them. Then a Tom Jones t-shirt. <laughs> and about nine belts and affectations. <laughs> a walking stick, a pipe, a monocle. I'd go, oh, Russell's lost I've got to take him some clothes. He'll need his leather gauntlets. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make him come out of that coma and find he ain't got his gauntlets. He'll subside straight back into the bloody thing. Nurse, I need to give him his necklaces. Here they are. They're in a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> I got them off Mr. T. I'll tell you what, right, if you was in hospital and had to bring your stuff, I'd just bring you some porno mags, a mechanised We're talking about rubber, clothes, you idiot. I'll tell you, he won't need clothes. He'll be, if you gave him trousers, he'd just be pulling them down to his knees with a second to have it off with a robot. Well, if you were in hospital, I reckon it would be from injuries from a hoover. <laughs> you wouldn't even be able to get your skinny jeans on because you'd still be attached. <laughs> you'd have to be wheeled home on a trolley. I'd just wheel myself home on Henry. I'd just get on his back <laughs> and scoot off down the road on him. Whee! I've always, do you remember when someone's a bit lazy in bed and think, oh, I wish I had a network of pipes attached to my dinkle so all my wee could go directly into that? Don't One, you? Yeah, I also Everyone that. thinks that. What are you Everyone talking about? Everyone on earth thinks, oh, I wish I didn't have to get up. I wish I had a network of pipes attached to my dinkle that ran straight down a laffy. Then Why not just a bucket that you could just... Well, because well, actually I made a very primitive version of this eventually. <laughs> I thought about it so often, I thought I might as well manufacture this. But I'm just thinking, if you were going out, if Henry was a life partner as opposed to a casual fling, a silly Are you getting serious state, about him now then? I feel quite serious, yeah. Because you could leave him next to you in the night and then if you did want a wee, just let Hoover, Henry take you care of it. You might electrocute yourself. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, there would be risk. You have to turn it on. You have to get out of bed. Of course you do. You can't just get on. You can't just expect <laughs> him to be a, re a, a receiver. You go, come on, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Look God. at them big eyes. <laughs> um, my, but, like, hold on, because I. You'd ne he'd never sleep. He'd just sleep because his eyes are always open. You'd yeah. wake up in the night and he'd just be grinning at you. Henry, rest, man, for pity's <laughs> sakes. What's wrong with you? Poor little fella. I've not even thought of how we would talk yet. <laughs>
poem with you, Ivan. Oh. Like that, that high pitch. Yeah. What if he had a little bit more authority, Matthew? I don't, I think he'd have a moustache if that was. His nose is the pipe, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't really be doing that. If you think of doing what I've done, it's a human equivalent. You, everyone would have to go to a hospice. <laughs> Daniela Westbrook. Now, th oh, wait, that's a horrible thing to say. She's a nice person, probably. Now, right, so yeah, embarrassing item of clothing thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Burgundy with silver stripes that the poor Alan from Liverpool had to tolerate. I, and this is something I like to use to extol the poverty of my childhood. Once I lost my trainers and my mum made me go to school wearing Verdes, her trainers. Yep. <laughs> yeah, ones. heard this, yeah, heard this, <laughs> yeah. They were much too big and they were pink trainers and I think they were Gola or something like that and they were like little long pink canoes and I had oh. to go to school wearing them and I tried to own it comedically by saying they're called Pinky and Perky but there was no way yeah. that I could comedically. That's not that embarrassing. It's, it's embarrassing. embarrassing mum down to school in your mum's shoes. Yeah. It's embarrassing. And they're pink. What about when you have to wear your school and shoes at the weekend? And you're already rubbish at football. Did you ever have that? Of course you have to wear your school shoes at weekends. Oh, it's awful. There's a funeral or an aunt no, or no, something. No, no, no. Like with not, with non-school uniform. You wear your wear school, school shoes. You wear your school shoes at weekend, Matthew. Hello. Hello. You do though. Now, hold on. I've still not finished harping on about whatever that was. Oh yeah, I shouldn't have had to go. Anyway, my point is, I shouldn't <laughs> have had to have gone to school that day. Who are you, Trevor? <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Trevor, Trevor Lockie. So that was so embarrassing. So what about actually. now, though? Seeing as your wardrobe is, I reckon in two years you'll look back and go, "Oh God!" No, actually, oh, I've won God. an award. I've won an award for what I look like. So if you don't like it, mate, well, they'll look back as well and go, "Oh what God!" What are we thinking? Give oh, that award because yeah. I won GQ Most Stylish Man Award a year. Yeah. So I, what I wear is stylish, right? If I come here tomorrow. Wearing that tomorrow, tomorrow, that really wearing nice, that Tarzan outfit, then you'd have to go. You look ever so stylish, Russell. That's not how it works. You haven't yes. been given the key to style. I've got. I am the essence now of style. What I wear is quintessentially stylish, and you just have to learn to accept that, Matthew. Now, what's that other thing? Oh yeah, then I wore after that, right? Where I got a bit older. I went to, me and my mum went to Petticoat Lane to get me some trainers, and I saw these Michael Jackson LA Gears, other trainers are available, other pop stars are available, right? And they were like, these LA Gears, they're black and they had all silver studs all over them, I think they were for girls. And, they and had you wanted them? I got them, mate. I got <laughs> the Michael Jackson trainers, and I wore them. And like, I turned up, I remember turning up my mate's house, he goes, what are you doing wearing them? I think they're nice. I think I've seen an episode of Doogie Howser, he was a child doctor, where Doogie was dressed entirely in Oh, you were wearing mics are on. <laughs> Mike's wrong! Mike's wrong! So he's just rambling. So I bought some trainers. I think I'd seen Doogie House. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember what I had for breakfast, but I believe it were Doogie House shaped snacks. Now they were carved in spat. Doogie right. House. Alright, let's uplift the energy a little bit. So, yeah, alright. So, those were some of the most embarrassing items of clothing we've ever worn. Thank you for that inquiry, Alan from Liverpool. Yeah, radio, everything's a bit heightened, but it is Sunday morning, so we're still quite cool. Later on the show, Noel Gallagher's coming up. Matt will be doing a cultural review, which will bore you to your very core. Why are you core. shouting and pointing? Because I'm being uplifting, because things did get a bit lethargic. Imagine someone never listened to the show before they turned in then. They would think they were listening to the ramblings of two mental patients, and they wouldn't be that far from the truth if both of us have at different times been committed. Now, let's re listen to uh, uh, a record! Yes, what let's one? listen to the Black Keys, their new single. You like the Black Keys, don't you? Yeah, Matt? a lot. But it's just a couple Actually, of Actually, they're playing soon in Kentish Town. Oh, they're playing in Kentish Town in London! Alright! You'll probably go along, won't you? I might go along, might try and come mates with them. Alright, Black Keys, alright! <laughs> <laughs> borrow us 50p! Borrow what us 50p! when you were mates with Wolf Mother? I liked Wolf Mother! They're oh. nice lads, they've gone back to Australia. Oh, I miss them, guys. I thought they were derivative. 
No, well, everything is derivative, really. You know, we wouldn't have guitars if people hadn't invented the bassoon. Now, come on! Let's <laughs> listen to the Black Keys, you bloody loon. Hello there! We're gonna have a bit of the old newsy poos coming right up. That's Black Keys. Your touch good, wasn't it? It was very good. Really enjoyed it. So, uh, Adam, our producer's turned up now in a frantic panic. You've got to go to the news now! You've got to go to the news now! Says a man who rolls into work at half past seven. Oh, you've got to go to the news now! You've got to do your job when your job begins! Then perhaps the news would start on time. So, Matthew, don't at any point during this news press pinch my skin. Oh, Not no. even in the music news. It was a terrible bit. accident last week. It was a terrible, terrible accident. And do you know who I blame for it? Trevor! Trevor Lucky! Oh, God. Let's have some news! Clash City Rockers. Who will that be by? Oh, it's them there, the Clash. You're right, Matt. Yes. Why? News was good, <laughs> wasn't it? What are you eating? Um, some, like one of those bars. Oh, one of them bars, I bars, I can't eat wheat because I can't cope with the modern Why are you world? giving me that goat voice, then? <laughs> because that's how you carry on, you, carry, you are very weak Did you say the news was good? I thought it was good news. I like the bit, bits I like, it goes, it's Tony some, Blair. I like Tony Blair a bit, it was well funny, when it goes, I, I, I'm not going to answer, I'm not going to be taken in that direction, I'm not going to, why won't he say something nice We voted him in, apparently. I didn't vote for him, I've never voted for anything. I no, I mean, but the people voted him in, he's got, he should just tell people when get, he's going. Get on with your job, mate. He goes. Let's, all right, let's get politicised, Matt. Now, why won't he name Gordon Brown as his successor? They're meant to be, mate. Swings went all wrong, they had that famous meeting in, I think, some restaurant in Islington, where they agreed that he would be his natural successor, now Tony Blair's clinging to power. What's going on, Matt? With the political system, we've got to get to the bottom of this. He's an egotist, isn't he? He is an egotist. Also, though, politics is, is meaningless charade, isn't it? It's just a facade. It yeah. don't matter who you vote for, it's all just rubbish. It's all just conditioning. Why don't we just go down to Parliament after the show and kick a great big hole in it, do a, hold a whoopsie in our hand, but the whoopsie's wearing a waistcoat and it's got little sequins for eyes, go, this is what we think of your system, mate! Cop that! Right, and then People just do go do home that, again. and it's quite sad. People do do that? Yeah. But, but they do not put poos in waistcoats and give them sequence fries. I've invented that. No, you? but they do similarly. Well, anyway, that, that political system ain't working, and it's clear that that man is acting out of he's acting on personal and emotional stimuli as opposed to uh, what's poli politically beneficial for our once proud nation. Yeah, when Gordon Brown only wants to be prime minister. Yeah, they're all just a bunch of idiots, isn't they? All of them. I don't care about none of them. I, I think the only way to become prime minister is say, right, they get a lolly, right, funny foot lollipop. Stick it up their bumps, and whoever milks it quickest takes out the remaining the lolly stick, holds it under their, clamps it under their nose and lip, top lip like a moustache. And goes, I should be prime minister because you might as well just use that as a method to to select a leader. Yeah. At least then you'd know you had a person with a nice warm bumhole. How old are you? I am thirty years now <laughs> on this planet of ours, and also like that bit where it goes. There's a pro in the news where it goes, uh, pro to environmentalists have seized control of a taxi. That's only going to affect one person. That's not a very effective Well, it depends, person. actually. They might drive in or something. Oh, good point. But that's not very environmentally friendly. They should crash it into, a, like, an oil tanker or something, and, you know, the whole protest industry would capsize. I'd like to send actual love to Bella and her sister listening to our show. Bella and her sister, we send you proper actual love. I'd like to send love to Laura in Dagenham. How do we get involved with the radio show? Just turn up here. We're in Gildea Street, Western House. Just turn up and go, can we come in, please? We'll get shot one of these days. Of course we will. Everyone's got to get shot eventually, Matt. Stop being such a coward. You've got to learn to take a bullet, young man. Stop making such a scene about everything. Right. Here, this is from Sam Lowe. Talk, remember we were talking earlier about most embarrassing things we had to wear, Matt, and you harped on and on about that time in hospital. 
the most embarrassing costume I've ever had to wear was a pink Star Wars pilot costume. It was supposed to be orange, but we dyed it wrong, so I had to walk around all day wearing a pink one. I'd be out, because they're pretty looking forward to that day, of wearing, yeah. that, wearing that pilot costume, and then it came out pink. Actually, I Sorry just remember, that, Sam. I was entered into a fancy dress competition as Arthur Dent from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? Well, it's just pyjamas! Pajamas, a dressing gown, a little thing that said "Don't panic" on, right? Because my, I think my dad must have wanted me to dress up as him, and I spent that whole day at a fate. People going, "Who are you?" And me going, "Arthur Dent from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy." People going, "You didn't even know what you were saying." I didn't know what I was saying. They didn't know what I was saying. It's well, like well dressing up as Arthur Daly or Arthur Ashe well, or Arthur Fowler. All of them are more recognisable. Embarrassing. Really embarrassing. The way your parents use fancy dress costume days <laughs> as a way to exploit and psychologically unbalance you, oh, I yeah. think. When you had to dress up as Paddington that time, it was ridiculous. We've had only, uh, what's this, the mouth hole was only the size of a smile. It, it was designed to be too small to eat fruit pastels for as far right. as I'm concerned. So people, so you couldn't consume fruit pastels, you poor lad. What did you, did you ever have fancy dress? What did you ever have a fancy dress? Um, I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing when I was little. I've had no sleep. What's wrong with you? You really should do a show where you play nothing but Black Keys tracks, says Paul, from somewhere. We will do then, if that's what you reckon, old bean. There's no problem with us doing that. Could you yell something really- oh, Sam Lowe's, again. Yell something really loud and air, anything you want, pinch my skin, and dedicate it to Tom, George, Zoo, Iggy, and say it's from Frosk. Because I'm the missing their party because the train was closed because someone got stabbed outside it. <laughs> they think you're God. Blimey, it's terrible about this stabbing that's gone on, isn't it? Mm. Matthew, we've got a duty. On Thursday night, says Ross Gurdin, I was sick on my cat as I was drunk. I don't feel guilty because when he was a kitten, I was always cleaning his sick up and now feel we're even. Do you agree or should I now let him be sick on me again? How? That must be quite a cat's have got very fast impulses, haven't they? What do you mean? Well, well, if a cat, yeah, knew that some sick was coming, it would surely dart away. Would move. Getting sick of a cat is going to be difficult, isn't it? I'll just let it go out. Just let time take its toll yeah, on that. Because they have to lick themselves clean, don't they? I wouldn't want to watch that happen. No. I wouldn't want to watch a cat licking my sick off it. Once in Camden, Maybe I saw this uh, homeless man who'd passed out and been sick down himself, yeah. and his dog was eating it off him. <laughs> That's horrible. I don't know why I, I laughed at that. That's so wrong with me. That's the lowest. Point I've ever seen anyone at, I think. Yeah, having a dog eating their sick off her. That's the, terrible. It's the like, society's not working. Like the mate. dog was, it's like, like a little sort of butler. Oh, <laughs> oh, master. I'll just, well, I'll just clean that up. This <laughs> will just clean that up. I've made him Scottish, that's racist. I'm sorry about that. It could be from anywhere. Let's make him from uh, Birmingham. Uh, oh, I'm sorry about that. It doesn't suit a homeless person, that accent. But nonetheless, I'm just saying it you're could be from a, anywhere. You're not an audition now. <laughs> Can I start again? I've, I've so, gone I'm Scottish. Sorry. I, I didn't commit to that character. I do apologise. But <laughs> uh, right, okay, okay. Okay, let's just get me, 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 me. I, 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 I like that dog being a What about when I had to go for vocal? Exercises and that to go. They were confidence classes, Max. They weren't, you weren't confidence confident enough. You were not confident enough, Matt. Had to go to special confidence classes to build him up so he could do his job as a radio presenter. It's not true. I had to go and do vocal exercises. Which yeah, and you secretly fancied that woman. I did, but it, should, it was ridiculous. She made. I had to stand opposite her, and this is not my cup of tea. And I had to say, do? she goes, "That's it." Go like that, and she goes, "And wiggle your bottom like you're a puppy." Had <laughs> <laughs> to do these stupid things. <laughs> So you do it naturally. It's like mother's milk to me, going like that. I've been doing that since I could speak. One of the yeah. first things I said was, <laughs> Like that. Morning, gents. Have you ever had a crush on someone that was embarrassing? Says Mitch. Well, yes, my mum. You know, it's ever so difficult. That's, That's a joke. Right. Oh, come on, I'm really. Like, though, when you're a child, you are sort of attracted to your mum a bit, aren't you? No. Yes, you are. That's I'm what not. Freud's all about. 
Yeah, you probably Freud still are. Freud was an idiot. You still <laughs> don't say Freud was an idiot, Matt. He done some nice theories about dreams and that, and he also he done loads of coke as well, didn't he? There was this um, Kurt Freud thing of little hands. This kid called Hands, who was scared of horses, right? Mm. And Freud said it was because he's f he sees his father as horse-like, and he's scared of his father, and blah blah blah. It's a bit much, isn't it? He's made this association that his dad's yeah. horse-like, yeah, so he's scared of horses. And then in the notes, little hands as well. At least you'll be able to measure the horse, because <laughs> horses are measured in hands. <laughs> no, he's German. Hans, Hans. Hans, little Hans. But listen to this, right? In the notes of the case, he goes, his mother did note that he once saw a horse have a seizure and die in the <laughs> street, right? And so Freud's gone, well, right, there, was, there was that horse having a ranting, foaming oh, mouth seizure. Eyes rolling back in yeah. his head, no, no, nostrils flaring, Imagine little seeing hands that. watching that as a four-year-old boy. Being scared of horses, and then mm. Freud goes, no, that's because you're scared of your dad. Obviously, you're scared of your father. Now, back to work in the knacker's yard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm scared. Go make us some glue, Hans. Yeah, <laughs> Little right. Hans, the it's horse executioner, has got some wacky odd fear about horses. Well, well, surely Freud must have seen the relationship between those two events. Yeah. And Freud, a lot of the case studies he used were... Uh, students of his, with. his children. No, people, like, off with people who really wanted to push his ideas. They go, yes, yeah, so our child said this when they're in the bath the other day. Little well, they hands. were trying to support his ideas. Yeah, little hands. Mum was a. Are, we, are you saying let's debunk Freud? Well, I think he got some things right. Freud's been debunked. It, a lot of it was projecting his own perversions on everyone else. Yeah, he fancied his mum. Thinks we all bloody well do it. Well, I don't know what your mum's like, Freud, but my mum, I don't fancy her. She's wearing a dressing gown and worrying about me. You all right, Russell? You okay? Do you want any money? I do not find that a turn on. I'm sorry, Mr. Freud. I, really, I must protest. So, uh, should we listen to a record? Yeah. Then let's get some people on the air. We'll talk to people. Okay. Send us emails, text messages, talk about, I don't know, what could we say there? Do you want to debunk any of the theories of some of the greatest thinkers and philosophers of the modern age? Perhaps you think Karl Marx was an idiot or Descartes was talking out of his Aris. Send us your theories to the Russell Brand Show, 6 million. Oh, you can text us at 64044, 4 0 I don't know the text. 64046. Is it? What is you've it? You've been doing, you've Six been saying months. that every week for about how long? I don't know. I've got to remember Six a lot months. of things. I've got my shoes on, haven't I? I've put my eyeliner on, I look nice, don't put I? eyeliner on. For Christ's sake, I'm wearing my maternity bra. I'll do everything for you. When that baby comes, you better be ready, cos things is gonna change round here, darling. Let me tell you, you're gonna get a wake-up call up. I put, I put eyeliner on once and then went to the, I forgot I had it on and went to the gym the next day. In, like a, in a muscle vest at the gym, <laughs> eyeliner on. Were you popular that day, dear? Ooh. Did you get any attention to steam room? No. It's <laughs> not that sort exactly. of gym. Oh, listen to the Guillemots. Yes. I like them. I was singing lots. last week. I don't, I'm not singing this week. Good, it's because you're down because you drink too much, stay out all night, getting involved in fights in East London, but not East, proper East London fights, fights with art students in East London. Now, come on. Oh, I, was, I was trying to stop a fight. You're a good lad. Blessed is Matt. will be part of my cultural review. He's the, he is the bringer of much peace, that lad. Russell, your new word, Boobaloo, says Beth Timpson, has tainted many of my childhood memories. Wow, oh, no. With a slightly pervy feeling. As a kid, my mum had a ridiculous, had ridiculous nicknames for me and my brothers. The boys would call things like Patrick McGinty, Lolly Lumpkin, Hadley Babson, Humpty Bumbleplops. They're nice names. My name was Betsy Boobaloo. I think you've stolen something from me. Wow. Well, dear. <laughs> it could be worse. Boobaloo! When you do that, it actually mm. hurts my ears. Does it? It goes, it all sort of cracks. It distorts and crackles down yeah. your head. So it's actually people listening to this are getting hurt, a bit like yeah. when Superman's confronted with kryptonite. 
<laughs> it was uh, ten seconds left on that song, and I panicked and pressed all sorts of buttons you at once. I saw you jabbing away at the bottom like it was like Back to the Future. Oh my God! The fucking compressor, tick tick, tick my car. Music week sounds good this week. It's about grunge. You have never ever contributed to the show in that way. That was a first. You said something professional, then. that was amazing. Brilliant, wasn't it? Well done. Well, well what's this done. Space? You trailed something. Congratulations for trailing well music. Done. What about, can tell us that thing about your sister's cubs? It's girls don't go cubs, it's promise for girls! What on earth are you talking about? You go, well done, well done, well done, thank you, thank you, thank you. I think men are children. Um... Your <laughs> 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 sister's not a wolf. <laughs> um, when my, oh, my sisters were at Brownies, when yeah. they, both of them were at Brownies, and they'd get dragged along to their rubbish shows, <laughs> and then... <laughs> And, uh, what? <laughs> you, I just like the idea of you having to go and watch rubbish brownie shows. Yeah, and that, that, and, that, for and the little brownie leaders were, uh, well, grannies with names like Tawny Owl, Barn Owl, Stupid names. Snowy Owl. What a coincidence, though, they all end up working together. I know. Thank God they found each other. <laughs> That's all I say. Um, that, yeah, and when the, when, like, one little troop, I don't know what they're called again. Six. Squad. It's called a six, actually. Death Squad, I think you call them. Yep, that's Cell. it. Cell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when they did something, they'd go, all the others would have to, like, They've well, done something good. Like, what is this? Hold on. You've gone so to the show, you've done, they've done a song, they've done, they've done a good. number from Greece. They've yeah. done Grease Lightning. They don't do that at Brownies, but anyway. What do they do? I don't well, know. Set fire or something. Yeah. And then... They've the, set fire a, a, a can of paint. Yeah. They've done that. The go. And then the, um, they go, well done, well done, they well done. They skip and clap under each leg as they skip. Yeah. Well done. Under the other leg. Well done, well, well done. done. And then, yeah. the ones who did it go, Thank you, thank you, thank you, under their legs. Thank, thank you, legs. thank you, thank you. Imagine that was protocol in normal society. I think that should be a protocol in normal society. I think we should go and clap them well down, thank you, thank you. I've smashed my headphones right up. You're an absolute oh, wreck of a man. I've really destroyed them. Look at the state of that. I've ripped my kit. Don't oh, break me from <laughs> Come on, mate. We're, we are. This is rock and roll bloody radio. We've just smashed up our equipment. Come on, mate. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's good that they've done that in the brownies. Hold on, I've got some really interesting inquiries here. Go on, then. Uh, Mark from Croydon. In a Corfu nightclub, I was pretending to play panpipes with some vigour. I accidentally elbowed a barmaid in the head and narrowly escaped having my throat cut by a doorman by bursting into tears. Good use <laughs> of tears. <laughs> he burst into tears and the doorman took pity on him. What a strange evening for him, playing panpipes and then... Like elbowing someone, then burst into tears. Vigorous panpipes as well. Why would you play the panpipes with vigour? If ever an, in, an instrument was crying out for the delicate touch, it were the panpipe, yeah. or perhaps the triangle or the xylophone. All instruments they've played aggressively are potential death traps. It's quite a good way of dealing with bouncers, just bursting into tears. <laughs> I'm so sorry, what have I done? I've, I've seen you do similar things. Not burst into tears to avoid beating uh, beat up. I have I seen you cry? I don't know. No, you haven't, because I don't cry very often. I never cry. I never cry, I never cry, I keep it all in. Wonder what Freud <laughs> poos is about. Oh, there's someone on the line, isn't there, but we oh, won't yeah. be able to hear them because we've smashed up our headphones like mugs. I won't be able to hear I can the hear person. Them. It's on some other headphones. Well, where are you? Get some other headphones out and then we'll talk to this lovely lady. Right, Matt, have you ever had the urge to ride a cow? Says Katie in Pennystone. No. 
You're scared of cows, aren't you? No. It's you say that. You're scared stiff. I'm scared of my father. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it must be daddy. Also, there was that time when a cow had sex with you on a school trip. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for that, that Adam. That was a dog. Right, now we can talk to Joe. Joe, are you there, dear? I am. Do you know you can get herpes from a cow? You can only oh, grab it off of it, Joe. I mean, no, if, if it licks you, you can get herpes. If you've got herpes off a cow, the least of your problems is the herpes. The problem is that you're having sex with livestock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's right. much worse than hoovers. Well, it can lick... Oi! That hoover, I was 14, I treated that hoover like a lady, in a literal if way. If you'd have grown up in the country, God knows what you'd have been doing. At least it was oh. an urban crime. <laughs> a rural version of that. Me, <laughs> skitting about <laughs> in a haystack. With a little chicken on you. Woohoo! Stop doing I that. I feel like chickens tonight. Sorry, I will stop doing that. Joe, I thank you for your point. So a cow licking you can give you herpes? It can. Uh, it's oh, it's a preemptive excuse that you're using. Have you, are you married, Joe? Are you going to go to your husband? Oh, I think it might have been when I was licked by that cow. <laughs> rather <laughs> than this series of affairs I'm having with winos. Yeah, and milkman. You can get it from milkman as you well. But oh, I like you, Joe. You're an unusual person. Don't you? see milkman anymore, do you? I don't yeah. see him. You shouldn't have yeah, been seeing him in the first hard, place. <laughs> if you're really strange, so much hard that veins bulge, you can see milkman just scuttling around near Matt's petticoats. Joe, where are you in the world? I'm in Islington, darling, because I'm obviously very, very trendy, but not Shoreditch, because my hair isn't good enough for Shoreditch. I think you could probably live wherever you wanted to. Now, you sent us a text message saying about your building a chest of drawers now, are you? I am, yes. Why? Because Freud said you must have clothes and you must put them in chest of drawers. So and if you have a chest of drawers, mm. then you won't be having sex with your mother. And I don't really want to have sex with my mum, therefore building chest of you drawers. You wouldn't want to have sex with your dad. You'd have an electric complex. You wouldn't want to have sex with your mum anyway. You'd want to have sex no, with Russell, because I know you, you visualise your mum when you are having sex. I, have I do not! That's a terrible thing to do! <laughs> Well, weird thing to say, this is a morning radio show. Here, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. You're an independent person, you're allowed to say things. Right, we yeah. can come around your house and smash it up. Oh, I'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to throw poop through your windows, Joe. You've you're been... not in quadrophenia now, Russell. I never you can't was, I'm that. too bloody young, I've never heard the likes. Now, listen here, Joe, come on, tell us this thing about Freud. I saw what you thought in your little face there, Matt. Oh, what's all that? Phil Daniels, and I knew it was Phil Daniels. You owe me a hundred pounds for that like, bet. We'll talk about that later. Phil Daniels. Mm. All right. <laughs> anyway, Joe. So yeah. coming then. Um, yeah. Right. What do you want to say then about Freud? You're helping us to do on today's show. We're debunking Freud. So what? Have you, have you got strong views on Freudian uh, philosophy? <laughs> well, you, you know what? It all began when I started watching Vanessa back in the day. Yeah, don't attack Vanessa, had... we like no, her. No, 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 listen to me, Russell, because sometimes you talk too much, my darling. Right, and <laughs> Vanessa had a conversation with on, a dog all about Freud. Russell, stop it. Go on, Vanessa. Something that's not ladylike, Russell. I've got no obligation to be like a lady. It's bad enough I've got a vagina <laughs> growing on your back. Your you Come on. Tell me what you're telling me about Vanessa then. Yeah, so anyway, so Vanessa, very fat lady, spoke to a dog about oh, yeah, I love her. Leave her alone. She loves her mum. sexy. Right, so she yeah. said someone on her she show is, loves her mum. She loves her trainer as well. Look, I've got to do it right. Joe, you're mad. I know. Right? I think <laughs> both of you are mad. I'm not you're mad. getting on really well. Now listen, Joe, let's just try and establish what you're saying. You okay. heard the theories of Freud extolled on the Vanessa program, and yes. now, when you've put a chest of drawers up, think about your mother in a neurotic way. Is that what you're saying? No. What are you wearing? Uh, my pyjamas. You uh, absolutely disgust me. You're dressed as Arthur Dent at a church fete. <laughs> no, I'm dressed as Ernie, the milkman of the West. Blimey. Now then, Joe, 
I'm glad we've had you on our radio programme. You've injected a much-needed dose of mental instability. Fantastic. <laughs> but now we must move on. OK, goodbye. You can, Joe, you can come down here if you want one day. We're doing Gildea Street off Great Portland Street. Pop down Thanks. if you want some. I'll visit like. you. I'll bring you some hair products. Mm, bring food. Fruit okay. and that. <laughs> bring supplies. Oh, bring supplies. I've got a feeling there might be a nuclear war any minute. Right, take uh, I'll bring care. a small bear and a uh, Don't like honey. bears. They're dangerous. Right, bye then. Bye. <laughs> bye, Joe. Bye, bye. Cheers, Joe. Well, Joe was an unusual person, Matt. Wasn't she? Wasn't she unusual? I wonder I if Gerencia's attractive. Sounded... Uh, my feeling is that her personality was very well developed and that must have happened as a consequence of not being able to attract people easily through physical appearance. That's just a theory. That's just a theory. <laughs> that might not be true. That's a terrible theory. Is it? Because, like, have you not noticed that incredibly beautiful women, they've not really necessarily evolved faculties for communication? Have yeah, they? That's like, true, sometimes. Because it's just evolution. It's just evolution. If you've got the skills to attract mates and attain status through the way you look, then you ain't bothered. Like, you know, so I wish you'd write a book. Because I am be writing a fascinating book. Fascinating reading. Actually, I actually am writing a book. Have you written anything yet on your no, book? No, I ain't. Have you seen this thing? It's in the, the people today about saying that my little bookie wookie. And it's like done a like, lot of, as you can imagine, rhubarb about it. Is it called My Bookie Wookie? By Russell Brand. Maybe. That's it quite funny. <laughs> My Bookie Wookie. <laughs> My Bookie Wookie by Russell Brand. <laughs> My Bookie Wookie begins lostly. I am a person alive. My name's Russell. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to call it. Oh, where's this thing? It was good, it was. Russ, it said like it's... Right, hold on, we'll find this. Da -da 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 -da. Sorry about all this. This is the sort of thing that could be done before the show. Here, in the bit of the people where it's about showbiz and that, it goes Randy Brandy's Lay today diary. Lay today because of the implication. I have it all for naught. And it's got a picture, a series of, like, it goes through the days of the week. Watch out, ladies. Randy Russell Brand is planning to publish his sex diaries. Ugh. It wouldn't be a sex diary. Would you have a diary for sex for? If you're going to have it off, just let it happen spontaneously. Shouldn't be, like, be under Harvest Festival or New Moon. Have it off. Just have it off when you fancy it. And women throughout Britain are quaking in their boots. What I got these boots on for? This is not a communist country. About how far his blow-by-blow -blow account will go. A source close to the motor mouth. I'm not a motor mouth. Said. You are. Am I? That's not a bad thing. To be a motor mouth. Who's the source close to you? Probably you. He knows the diaries will make explosive reading. He knows the diaries will make explosive reading. And have book companies queuing up to give him a mega buck deal. We signed this deal. They gave me an extraordinary amount of money. But like, I don't know, I'm not allowed to touch it. Uh, our agent's keeping it away from me in case I spend it all on sweets or chews or orchards or something. At the same time, many of his conquests, some famous, some not so famous, are terrified. Wild-haired Brand has become a legendary swordsman since shooting to fame on E4's Big Brother spin-off, Big Brother's Big Mouth. Right? I've not changed, really, have I? No, you haven't. I've always just been just doing It's just a lot easier, you know. Just, yeah. He boasted about chalking up a whopping 2,000 women. That was because, right, I had an interview with Piers Morgan and he really kept pressing to say a number. And he goes, well, is it this number? Is it that number? I goes, oh, I don't know. Maybe it might be. I don't know. Right, so I didn't boast about chalking up a whopping. Though he I, doesn't work on that. No, but this ain't him. He, they did that when I, I interviewed by him for GQ when I won that. I don't know if right, I mentioned right. I'm the most stylish man. I don't know if he did mention that. Yeah. But looking at you, I think it's, uh, it's quite far-fetched. <laughs> <laughs> it seems ridiculous. <laughs> it's just the rantings of a madman. Right, and then it goes boasting about people, about having it off with people. 
but right there, that was just one knockback. It says best about that Rod Stewart thing, uh, uh, like which was a joke and a laugh. It boasts about uh, a, a long line of successes, including a bizarre fling with a vacuum cleaner called <laughs> a vacuum cleaner called Henry. <laughs> just says that as if Henry the Hoover's not a brand, as if I've just found one. <laughs> but the others we call that's uh, Je- that's Jeffrey, that's Dave. This is Henry. Well, Jeffrey and Dave, you can both pee off. <laughs> but Henry, perhaps you'd like to step into my boudoir. <laughs> <laughs> That's the noise it makes. What, at the end, or? <laughs> That's when it comes. Oh, no! Also, you can't say Sorry, that. I take it back. I apologise. That was childish. When it comes around your house to when say hello. When it comes around your house to say hello. <laughs> <laughs> Henry, Peter, uh, Peter and Jeffrey, you're going to have to wait outside. <laughs> Look, what do we, we know something's going on. Why don't you just be honest about it? Why don't you, <laughs> you just have the nouse? include us in this. I'm sorry, it's Henry I'm attracted to. Not you, Pete. Not you, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, take your hands off me. Then it goes on about like Nurse. This. Nurse the screens. Then it's got, um, goes through, like, it goes through a contrived diary of me. Right. Well, why are you reading it all out then? Because it's a lot. Glee. I like it. It's fun, isn't it? Deconstruction, mate. Deconstruction of the word itself. I'm doing some deconstruction of the word deconstruction. Some people talk like that. So what? Let them. I don't mind how people talk. I listen to people wherever they talk. I like them. I like people having different styles of talking. It's good. Like, if I meet people that speak funny, I just go, yeah, right on, cool. I know this bloke that's got a really heavy stutter. I like it. It's interesting. It's like linguistic jazz. That's you know interesting. I, mean? I know a bloke who says, I know what they, people I meet, people who like, do, <laughs> do, do, do talk funny. <laughs> What's he like? He sounds like a magnificent fellow. I suggest we build a mountain of gold and put him on the top of it from where he can survey his kingdom. And he deals. Wednesday, I was taking my morning constitutional in old Camden Town when who do I spy? Actually, this is quite well written for the people. Mm. When who do I spy? But that young minx, Becky Siddiqui. Oh, blimey. Once sh- we once shared what I thought was a perfectly satisfactory night of carnal lust only to read her brand in me boring and selfish. Moi. I would never say moi. I'm not that no, type never. Of you didn't write this, Russell. I know, oh, right, yeah, that's true, yeah. I forget how. I would never say what. And it is not. You know, this <laughs> faux diary of the people is actually not very realistic. You know, it's astonishing. Also, when they, what about when they do a list of, like, say something happens, like it goes, ah, oh, Paul McCartney's divorcing Heaven McCartney here, and then it does a list Beatles of Beatles songs, songs yeah. oh, and it changes the names a bit to be appropriate. What's the point of doing that all the time? I think Why it, do they always do that? Silly, isn't it? Just don't. So do hang it. on, after this diary, does it say, it, this is how it might look. Does it say something that? Because some people will read that and think that's your diary. Oh yeah. And tragically, probably think I must get his book. All right. So how explicit it ends lustily after it says a bizarre fling with a vacuum cleaner called Henry. It goes. So how explicit are Brand's diaries? Here's how he may have recalled just one up and down week. Right, and then it does that. Right. The last day is Saturday. Went to my favourite club and had a chat with that lovely Kimberly Stewart. I just hope to f she doesn't tell her old man. But for it was a bit rich getting lectured by an old lecturer like Rod, I virtually thinks my chat up line sucks. Still, if she blows me out, I've got my old friend Henry the vacuum cleaner. And what is quite funny is that amongst uh, these famous people who I'm purported to have it, had it off with, there is a picture of Henry the Hoover as well amongst them. There's a picture of little Henry there. Oh, smiling. I love Henry the Hoover. The company who make him are going to 
I'm going to get a free vac out of this, shouldn't I? Uh, we'll be, what are you going to do with it? What, they gonna Have it off with it. Send it round <laughs> with a bow round it. <laughs> a, a bottle of champagne. <laughs> send it round in suspenders. Uh, Henry the Uber. Oh, hello. oh, it's nice to see you again, Henry. Where, where the hell have you been? <laughs> Don't look at me with that face to think you can just walk back into my life where things have changed. <laughs> <laughs> Henry, Henry the Hoover. Because he actually is a product. Other vacuums are available, but they are less fun to have it off with. I think it's brilliant they put a face on that. I think it's a really imaginative idea. Let's have faces on everything. Toasters, guns, each other. Why not put a face on your own face? A face on the top of your forehead and you can talk to that when you're all alone. Do you, sometimes I look at cars and I think that it looks like a face. You do, that's because you're childish, mate, to look at cars headlines. I'm childish. You're childish. What about that bit where you, who, the, the um, Prime Minister should pull something out of his bum and then he's <laughs> going on about lollies. <laughs> people's bums. <laughs> I'm childish. For, no, so like a Porsche has got big open round eyes. Like people think that, mate. BMW looks a bit more right. evil. BMW is more an evil car. Other cars are available that are evil and all. You well, don't have to say I that. I bet there's another thing that you I don't think, think the BMW marketing machine will be damaged <laughs> by you saying they look a bit evil. Oh, crikey. Oh, what are they going to do? He's just said that the front of our face, the front of our car looks like a wicked, wicked face. Well, we must go into meltdown then. I hope they better say something about Mercedes because they look like they might be envious and covetous little cars. That's how German people discuss marketing. Um, oh, I've got something really important to say. What is it? What was I on about? Oh yeah, right, that's childish you thinking that thing about cars having faces. I bet you also think, say you go to ring someone on your mobile phone, right? Mm. And, or right, you send it a text message and it goes, message failed. I bet you think that your phone's like a little robot that's trying to help you. And like, it doesn't want you to send that message because it's going to lead to difficulties. Absolutely you not. You think that. Absolutely And if you try not. and ring someone, oh no. <laughs> Jeez, like just did the cuckoo, cuckoo sign. Yeah. Right, sending text messages of support, right, because right, I'll admit it, I do think, if I try and send a text message and then it goes message failed, I think, ah, I think that I'm a bit like Knight Rider and my phone's a bit like Kit and the phone's trying to help me, going, no, Michael, don't send that text message. Oh, hang on, right, so you you've written that something person. that shouldn't be sent. You've written something. Like maybe you're saying, look, oh, I don't think I should ever see you again, Henry. You really hurt me, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you go press send, and it goes message failed, right? It's giving you a second. I chance. think that the universe giving you is like saying, don't send that. Not the universe. The car is like the phone is like the car in Night Rider kit, and it's trying to help you. Now, if I'm I people, love the way this started with an accusation. I bet you think this. <laughs> right? Actually, you've just exposed yourself as a nutcase. I bet. <laughs> I know, because I just thought you're like me. You're probably think the same things I think. Anyway, people, if you think that please and you're listening to the show send me some support because i feel dreadfully desperately alone in my madness 64046 that's our number isn't it 64046 yeah. 64046 or dash. send us an email if you like that's yeah, you that'll get there yesterday just send it just throw it at the internet just pick up a big can of words and sling it into the interweb yesterday says michelle i cried at an episode of happy days Mind you, I, I, I was being attacked at the time. That's quite funny. Look, yesterday I cried at an episode of Happy Days. Have you ever cried at a crap emotional episode of a US sitcom? If so, which one? Love, Michelle G. She, uh, Matt will now say I cried at that episode where Uncle Albert went missing in Only Fools Norses, didn't he? Well, I cried at it. You cried? I, was, I thought it was sad. As a child? But, uh, as a young man, I was moved by Albert's plight, but I wouldn't say I cried, no. My little brother cried once when we were kids, watching Super Ted, <laughs> when Spotty got uh, <laughs> trapped outside the space station, and Super Ted was inside, and he was banging, Super Ted, Super Ted, and it just ended, like, with him stuck outside. It's torturous and my brother just went, 
<laughs> burst into tears. When pushed, was he able to say what the problem was? Well, no, we'd all watch the episode. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I mean, we'd share the experience. There was no doubt that it was about the plight of Spotty. Yeah. I love the start of Super Ted where it goes, uh, Super Ted, he was made in a factory, but there was something wrong with him, and they threw him away like, like a, a piece of rubbish. Like what it's was the worst wrong thing that could ever happen. Did we ever find out? He's an idiot. Which was wrong with him. He was smug. He was an idiot. <laughs> he was smug. That's what? not what was wrong with him. Who did see him? Oh, come on, Spotty, let's solve some clues. Just get out of it, mate. That's what I used to think when I was watching that little mug. Oh, uh, you, you like the skeleton, didn't you? The camp skeleton. Yeah, I did. Old Tex. Old Tex. Oh, come on, Tex. Oh, bloody old Tex. Now, when are we going to stop doing all these crimes? Come back to the van and give us a snog, you old pig. <laughs> <laughs> Never said that. It was a bit like that. He was fancy, Tex. And Tex, I think, was a bit on Hey, okay. All right, let's get Super Ted. Because it's funny, because Tex had a sort of authority, but then he had to talk about Spotty and Super Ted, and that undermined him. Right. He I'm used to say that the bear, world. I think. Oh, he didn't go, Super Ted, that bear, and that other guy, the Spotty guy. <laughs> <laughs> he had to communicate the most risible ideas. Embarrassing <laughs> oh, okay. for him. And then there was that other one who was a bit fat when there. He was a bit like that when he was a bit like Jason Weathercoat, yeah. Trevor Locke's sidekick in chopping off blue tits' heads with a spade, what Trevor Locke used to do for entertainment as a child. Should yeah. we play Super Furry Animals now? Super Furry Teds! I say we play, hey? Mm? Do you think that's why- do you think you saw that written down somewhere and it made you bring up Super Ted, or do you think that it's an amazing coincidence? Well, he's not furry. Yeah, but it says the word super, and are you- Oh, you right, super and furry. Yeah, maybe. I think so. Who's, what? Who's not super? Trevor. What? Well, I just read, he's not Are you super. saying I I'm talked about Super Ted because I read Super Ted? Because you saw Super Furry Animals. I don't think so. Well, it's a coincidence. No, because you said crying, and I remember that thing about my brother crying. We're not all, like, it's just your synapses which misfire. You think <laughs> my synapses are brilliant, thank you, you very think much. Your mobile phone's a little robot assistant. <laughs> Gandhi, <laughs> twiglets, fiddlesticks, <laughs> on with the show! There's nothing wrong with me! There's nothing wrong with me! Message failed. <laughs> oh, thank you! <laughs> Cooper! <laughs> <laughs> Cooper. That's what he's got. Cooper. I I guess you're right. I'll reword it. You're right. Yes, Cooper. Of course. It's obvious, Cooper. If I said that now, she'll know that I really love her. If it's failed. Yes, Cooper. I will change it to a much more Byron-esque form of text. No network coverage. Cooper, you're brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Cooper, of course, of course. That would be the fence. I won't do that now. Cooper, Henry, back in the van. <laughs> we'll solve these mysteries, so help us with my trusty Hoover and Cooper. Message failed. <laughs> Cooper, I don't want you to see me like this. Look away, Cooper. You'll lose respect for Daddy. This is super furry animals before we all get ourselves locked up. Okay. Cooper furry. Animals. animals, animals. Show me magic. Is that what they want? Yep. Like God, I mean, show, God show me magic. They want God to do it. Yeah. Well, they're egging it on. Who better than God to yeah. show magic? So it's not magic if God does it. That's true. Yeah, he's meant to be omnipotent. He's meant to be able to do whatever he likes. Anyway, ain't he? We've got some emails here. The music news is from a woman called Julie Cullen. That's funny that it says that here. I like right, Julie Cullen. It's Why? not funny. It's just funny that you've read it out. Why does it say that? Don't worry about it. It says it on a bit of paper. I spoke to Julie Kavanagh, who does Music Week. She's gonna come in in a minute and tell us off about last week when we'd done that thing. Oh, really? <laughs> Pinch my skin thing? Pinch my skin! From Master Sue, the Tai Chi expert that taught us Tai Chi, but also taught us 
that Eastern mysticism can be used to pull birds and beat up people in pubs. Hi, Russell and Matt. Have you ever been chased, threatened by the dad's brothers of girl, dads or brothers of girls you've had flings with? Apart from Rod Stewart, says Isadora. Have you, Matt, <clears throat> ever got into bother because of women? Uh, um, yes. What happened? Was it also, uh, a girl's dad said, knocked on the door. This is when I was really young, like sort of eighteen or something. Yeah. And said, right, come on, go. You've got to go now. And then. Oh, uh, you're up in her bedroom. Yeah. We weren't doing anything, actually. We were just sitting there talking. Goofing, was you? No. Never did that. Punk. And, uh, yeah, he sort of banged on the door. Then he suddenly just opened the door. That's right, get out! And chased <laughs> me down the stairs. He chased you down yeah. the stairs? Yeah. With a rolling pin? Nah. And you had a string of sausages in your mouth. What a way to live. I, <clears throat> oh, this is good, from Jules Nugent. What a great name. Because he's got J twice in his name, the sound J. Jules Nugent. Jules Nugent goes, <clears throat> I met a BNP guy that told me Hitler was one of history's greatest thinkers. I would like to debunk him in that. I just had a feeling I couldn't trust the bloke for some reason. <laughs> I'm sure his ma loved him. Keep up the good word, lads. Jules Nugent. Right, now, Hitler was not a great thinker, because some of the things he'd done was well out of order, I'd like to say. Wasn't he, Matt? I think you could be quoted on that. I'd like to, I'd like to go on record as saying, Hitler... <laughs> what... He was out of order. What, what, what? he done. What are you going to say? <laughs> what... <laughs> what what he, what he done. Right, but hold on, let's see if there are any redeeming features. This is what I think about Hitler. Yeah. Um, he's... Like, oh, this is risky radio. No, let's, not. let's give Matt free reign on top of But Hitler. people, like, um, obviously terrible person, right? But yeah. then people say, oh, pure evil. If you go, can someone be pure evil? People go, yeah, look at Hitler. Yeah. But Hitler's dog he would loved, have loved Hitler. Hitler's dog Blondie was the name of that dog. How do you know so much about it? It wasn't Blue Peter. Why did he have an English <laughs> name? <laughs> Goldie. Blondie, is okay, that this is Blondie. Now this week we're going to be making a terrible, terrible system of you... ideology that will bring about the deaths of millions of innocent people. And Blondie is going to be skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> um, you made that up, obviously. No, he's called Blondie. He's what, because of Aryan blonde hair? I don't know, it's just a good name for a dog. Should I call you Blondie? I should call you Blondie, you little brood. Why is it an English word, then? It's probably not. Blondie. Yeah, it might probably. be something like that, yeah. He, right, well, go on. So anyway, what do you think about Hitler? It's, it's terrible it's man, but, him. but people, the but argument... are we going to go with the opinion of a dog, or of most prominent thinkers? I'm merely talking about evil. Yeah, there's no such evil. thing as... Human uh, evil. Evil, there ain't such a thing as evil as in the, the notion that... I don't even think there is such a thing as evil, there's just stuff that happens. Some of it seems to have negative consequences, some of it seems to have positive consequences. But philosophically, ideas like good and bad, you know, who cares? The universe is infinite. I'm not saying go out and do evil things, I'm saying go out and do good things. You might as well do good things, but good and evil is a bit complicated, really. You really should write this book. I'm writing it. Russell Brand's bookie wookie. The <laughs> ramblings and nonsense. It'll have to be a pop-up book, I think. <laughs> a pop-up book on philosophy. Freud is rubbish. Check out Jung's theory on synchronicity, says Les from Wolves. That's interesting. Or he's either <laughs> called Les Wolves, or he was brought up by wolves. <laughs> either way, his, his opinions on Jung must be treated with extreme caution. What's the biggest thing you've ever killed from Fergus? My own sense of innocence that died the day I took this job. What's the biggest thing you've ever killed, Matt? Um, God. I don't like killing things. I'm a vegetarian. A tree? A tree? You've never killed a tree. A tree would well have you. <laughs> I've got a dilemma. I want a massage today, but they've only got one slot free and it's with a woman. I'd rather it was with a man. I don't think women can give a man a massage that is worthwhile. Would you prefer a man or woman to massage you? Peter, London. Matt, um, if you're getting a massage, who do you want else? I've had both. I'd say, uh, 
a woman. You can get women with, because uh, I know what he means, they're not strong enough to really, really get, into, get, the get into it, but, um, like, you know that, uh, bloke we go to? Who? No, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Mr. Mr. Bennett, the back man. Yeah. Back specialist. He, uh, he's got a masseur there, a masseuse there. Yeah. And she's really good. She's really strong, sort of, I think she's South African or Australian. What's she's that got good. to do with anything? I'm just saying, she's well, good. I've ended apartheid now, leave them alone, stop attacking South Africans. I'm under my car changing the oil filter because my daddy's crap at such stuff. As a result, I now no longer want to have sex with him. What would Freud say about that? <laughs> Joe, wet and oily in West Lothian. That's quite, actually quite It's loaded with, no it's not. I think it is. What's she texting from underneath a car? Hmm, odd really. Joe, uh, I think your message is good. Matt says you might be a little bit mad, um, but don't worry yourself, love. There! <laughs> That'll go in the book. When I was a young lad, I used to go to a Jewish youth club in North London, says Stuart which was full of loads of rich kids. The fashion at the time was to wear Levi jeans, other jeans were available, which were quite expensive. However, my mother, in her infinite wisdom, bought me a horrible pair of cheap jeans from Marks and Sparks, other shops are available, which she made me wear on a, my weekly visit to the club. Ah, oh, I was teased relentlessly all night about my lovely new jeans and still bear the mental, he put that in quotation marks, and still bear the mental scars to this day, almost 40 years later. Looking forward to the Cheltenham show, Feel free to drop in for a cup of Rosie. That better be tea and not Rosie West. That's from Stuart. <laughs> what on earth are you doing? I don't know. I think it's nice about your nan saying, I'll make you McDonald's and making you like a little yeah. burger and a sandwich. Yeah, it's not like McDonald's, nan. Like, cause you're, I want a McDonald's. I can make McDonald's here. <laughs> <laughs> we can do Aww. McDonald's. We'll make our own McDonald's. Oh, oh God. It's a poor woman. She was lovely, really. Hypothetically, says Alison, if you had some musical talent and could be in a band in the world, past or present, which band would you like to be in? Matthew, you can answer that. Love and Metal Hugs from Alison. What band um, you want to be in Led Zeppelin, surely, don't you? Led Zeppelin, Guns N' Roses. I don't reckon you'd get on with the other lads in the band. I reckon they're bullying victimised you. <laughs> what band would you be in? Uh, oh, oh, I don't know. Don't bully me, I'd be cool. <laughs> You're gonna get really bullied in this hypothetical band membership that you have. Uh, I would like to be... In that boy band you failed to get into. I, I just wish they'd let me be in that one. You gotta have faith. Yes, you have. All gotta have faith. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to have just been in that. I don't know. I've, the like... Smiths. You'd like to hold hands with Morrissey and whinge on about everything with him. No, because that would ruin the, put the, for me, the, the Smiths, having me in it <laughs> <laughs> would destroy the Smiths. <laughs> I wouldn't enjoy them, because Morrissey well, would be put off by me. me standing at on. the back of Led Zeppelin would be pretty bad anyway, so. I think they could have carried your talent, but the Smiths, like, I think I'd be bothering Morrissey, wouldn't be alright. I'd be like trying to split up him and Johnny Marr. I'd be, I'd be a bad influence on the band. It would have ruined it. Mm. So I think I'd just, I'd be in a band that I weren't that. I should just be in a, if I had to be in a band. I'd the be Doors. A, then I'd be jealous of Jim Morrison all the time. Well, maybe you are, I think she means like you'd be Jim Morrison. No, she doesn't say you can be him. You've just got to turn up and be in their band. It'd be awkward. Jim Morrison, you'd be worried that Jim stopped saying... Hello, Jim. I've uh, won this sort of s universal competition. Well, that's really nice. Someone sent a text in the future. Down. Welcome to the band. Who's that? That's Brian that's Blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, who's let you in? Uh, I've won the same universal contest and will now be playing bass. Okay, well, I'll, I'll explain it to Robbie. He's not going to be happy, though. Okay, uh, well, what no, should you listen to? Robbie Krieger, you, you know some stuff, don't See, you? See, I know things! Yeah, woohoo! You gotta listen to that little show you love. 
Um, well, it's a little show. It's called the news. There's stuff going on all the time. Oh, when I was little, I used to think, how come there's always news? How come one day they don't just go, yeah, nothing's really happened? And I realise now that's because when that happens, they just make up a load of senseless lies <laughs> to make us docile and stop us being free. Ooh. Here's the news, baby. Indulgent ending. Oh, I like the Zootons. I think they're no, nice. No, I like them. It, well, the ending, yeah, it was a bit mad. But you I went mean, to speak and you went, oh. Stacy, look like I was about to say. It. Yeah. Did it? Did it a little bit? Listen to Russell Brand, Six Music, with Matt Morgan. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact that he's in charge of the switches becomes more irrelevant with each passing moment. Speak he... properly into that microphone. I shall speak with the clarity of voice of a young, um, I don't know, Tom Compton. So here is a message for you, Rudy. John and B. Fletcher goes, I sympathise with Matt being made to dress up all the time. My father was the headmaster of our school, which is part of my own Freudian labyrinth, says John B. Fletcher. I like these called John B. Fletcher. Turn your phone off, Trev! That's Cooper. Cooper! <laughs> oh, Cooper! Am I taking a terrible risk with this Freud message? Failed. <laughs> yes, you're right, Cooper. We shouldn't be talking about Freud. What if his theories are used against me? <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> um, my father, yeah, he was the headmaster of the school. The headmaster's kids of our school went to our school. And yeah, uh, that's weird when there was teachers whose kids, kids were at the school. school. That's confusing. A, that must be a very strong... I wonder what Freud would say about that. That must do something to your head. It probably... Yeah, I don't know what Freud would say, but it, it tied into sex, I expect. And what about when you're at home and your parent is a teacher as well? That's I do weird. my head in. It's confusing. You've crossed the streams. It's like Ghostbusters. Never cross the streams. Yeah? Until yeah. the end, when they need to, to get enough power. Of that, that the whole thing that they weren't meant to do was the thing they were meant to do. Maybe that applies to other things in life. Like, for example, don't do whatever you want. Don't do the radio show with your trousers and pants down and run around. Don't drag your bum along the mixing desk like dogs do along a carpet. You always talk about that. I think you? about it a lot. I think Freud would say you saw that at an early age. Maybe you think that's your dad. <laughs> it actually was my dad. That's <laughs> the thing. Daddy, this is no way to teach me to play football. Yes, it is. <laughs> right, so anyway, me and my sister had to take part in the thing, because, you know, this uh, John B. Fletcher, Johnny B. Fletcher, his dad is the headmaster. We had to take place, uh, we had to take part in the thing, getting in ridiculous costumes. We were often the only ones stood dying from shame in medieval costumes in events that weren't even medievally themed, winning first, second, and runner-up prizes. Now I like to be caned. Only joking. Sketty from Swansea. No, oh, Sketty! Oh, Sketty! Yeah, that must be hard, Sketty. What about if it's bad enough if your mum's a dinner lady? Mine weren't. What did you think? What was your attitude to dinner ladies? Mine weren't. Mine weren't a dinner lady. I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like- well, I'd like to keep things separate. Dinner ladies were older than mums. Yeah, Mrs. Nash, nans. Mrs. Cockrell, Mrs. Nash, very- Mrs. Nash was how you'd imagine Mrs. Nash to be. She was a bit like smash mashed potatoes. She was a bit like- <laughs> Like a bit like she was dissipating. And Mrs. Cockrell was a bit like a cockerel in really? that she was commanding. Yeah. Wow. Of, yeah, so, you know, in At a way. At my school we had Mrs. Elkham, who was a lovely old lady. What was she lady. like? Was lovely old lady. With Elkham. Like talcum powder. Talcum oh, Elkham, powder. I'll give you a little Elkham putty And Mrs. Make Less Noise. You liar! That's what we called her, because oh, no, right. I didn't know her name, but she goes, Make Less Noise. <laughs> so that was her mantra. Make Less Noise. It's just a stupid way of saying be quiet. Make less noise. It's like that noise is an objective thing that's happening. You're making that thing. Do, do less, less of, of that it, thing. Yeah. But she's still saying make noise, just less of it. Yeah, like, and it also suggests that no matter what that amount of noise was, she wouldn't care. 
whether it's hardly yeah. any noise or loads of noise, she just wants less of it. Yeah. It's just like, I reckon on the day of her interview, someone goes, well, mostly, you know, it'd just be wearing this sort of quite embarrassing overcoat type thing with popper buttons up the front and just making sure that the children make this noise, really. Right. I'll see to it. I'll see that it happens. <laughs> she's not probably understood. That, yeah, she's really yeah. just sticking to that. If she's someone, if she worked for Hitler, she'd be acting out his evil will in an unquestioning way. That is uh, what people say, in it? You know, or, well, my responsibility. What else did didn't so dinner ladies? I'm trying to remember what they did. Well, they do. They, they go indoors. They, it, they walk around. Noise. They m wipe the tables and stuff, but they wipe also, the they parade around the they're playground. Policemen. They're lunchtime police force. The teachers need to have a break as well. They're the henchmen of the system. Essentially, they are the SS of the school. No, the SS would be like the teachers. The SS, mm, alright, hold on. The headmaster's Hitler. The teachers are, like, no, the teachers are Goering, Goebbels, all them lot. Right, okay. The dinner ladies are like henchmen, they're the muscle prefects. But then the SS were like the elite of the henchmen. Right, yeah. I so think they're the, the jack Then the prefects are the jack -booted Oh, well, the children, and then, so the children are the little soldiers. Yeah, we're just the foot soldiers. We're not involved in Nazism. No, we're- Sports Day will be a laugh at this school. <laughs> <laughs> Big parade. <laughs> Bloody hell, you've really gone to town with the pageantry. Yes, we have. Well, I listened to an opera, it's really had an effect. <laughs> right. Francis, Ben Francis, in fact, Ben Francis goes, I think my phone is like a little robot helper too. I abuse that fact though because I used to send people text messages and write asterisks, asterisks, some text missing asterisks, asterisks. And then I think that the word asterisks is asterisks, not asterisk. Because obviously I was influenced more by that little ghoul cartoon fella than <laughs> punctuation. I used to love asterisk. Asterix. He's you don't even know. You love little star-shaped bits of punctuation as a kid, you little twit. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name called? Uh, uh, what was his dog called? Dog of Mix. <laughs> dogmatic. No, dogmatic, wasn't it? Yeah, dogmatic. Because he was French, But you only later it? learn out that dogmatic means someone that originally enforces a dogma. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. Obelisk, that's like a big block thing. Stone. Get a fix, that was just get Obviously. some drugs, wasn't it? And that must have been different in the French version, wasn't it? Yeah. That's bad message, isn't it? Get a fix the druid. Get a fix the druid. He was always knocking out them drugs to them lot, wasn't he? Yeah, that made him go mad. Made him go mad and like fighting. And I, what I did like yeah. is that the, the obelisk was always really ripping up trees and the dog didn't like that. Remember, the dog was always really peeved that obelisk ripped up trees and that made him He was an He had environmentalist tendencies, Matt. I'm not sure if he agreed with that dogma, although, you know, he was dogmatic, as we know. So, yeah, so Ben- That's all cleared up. <laughs> uh, can put that mystery to bed. Uh, so anyway, Ben used to go put asterisk, asterisk, some text missing to avoid like saying things like, might go, I'd like to say, I'd like to grab hold of you right by your some text missing. He uses it, right. in fact, which is a very clever way of adopting culture into his life. Remember, Matt, when it first, you know, like these, now you have to, if you're going to shop and use a card, you have to put in your pin. Chip and pin. Chip and pin. You have to do a chip and pin. It says, like the computer says things, now hand thing back to merchant. It's like they don't know what language to use for it. Hand yeah. this back to merchant. You don't call them a merchant. No. Merchants from the days of Dick Turpin. It's like, I need 50 foot of rope to set sail tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's things that happen. Send me some silks and satins and spices, oh dear merchant. Right, I know the word merchant from Merchant of Venice, latterly, and then like- Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant uh, on our show, uh, One Less Square, <coughs> tomorrow. You cough like an old lady then. Tonight. Tomorrow. Tonight, tomorrow, innit? Uh, and Merchant, I remember in the story, I think it was Dick Whittington or something like that, like they go off to overseas and there was merchants involved. One of them, you know the fairy tales all got the same vibe, Puss in Boots, Dick yeah. Whittington, it's all the same vibe, I suppose because they appear in the same, uh, sort of, what are they, almanacs of fairy tales or something. Yes, I saw. 
<laughs> Don't no, humour me! The stories were collected, weren't they, by people like the Brothers Grimm. What, they just collected it? They didn't yeah. make them up? Apparently, a lot of those fairy tales were much darker adult stories with, like, sexual themes and stuff. Really? And they sanitised it for children. What's this, Joseph Campbell and mythology? That Joseph Campbell bloke who knows all about myths and myths that exist in our minds as templates for our behaviour and encode the way we act and the way we regard things. Yeah, fairy tales are a bit dark, aren't they? Like that Red Riding Hood, stay on the path, keep away from the wolf. That's like telling young women, watch out for blokes like you! Morgan, that's what that's saying. Shut up. Get to Granny's house. Well, in the you, mate. Why does Granny even live in the woods? It's a stupid place to live. They all live in the. They all, they all the and that woods there. is the day, the unconscious mind, isn't it? The, the the scope of the unconscious mind is represented by the woods or the unknown. I guess it's the unknown is the woods. Granny domesticity is in that woods. The path, the path of righteousness. The wolf is the rage in the bedo. Whoa, dude. Whoa, man. Meow, <laughs> man. Oh, it's one man. I just, I just. Saw. And Red Riding Hood is her. The Red Riding Hood is that's her burgeoning sexuality, isn't it? The red is the lustre of her feminine sexuality. Where have you picked this up? I don't know, it's just stuff I read in porno mags. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true, isn't it? Joseph Campbell, you know, mythology and stuff right, well, like that. the seven dwarfs, then? <laughs> Sneezy. There were the seven deadly sins. So, Being sleepy. <laughs> oh, deadly, you lazy pig. Being dopey. <laughs> oh, you're a bit stupid, are you? Hang on, was it lazy and dopey? Yeah, uh, no, they weren't lazy. They're, but they're, they're, let's go through these dwarves, right? Bashful, fair enough. Sleepy, it's a bit stupid. Someone whose characteristic is that they're tired. Uh, dopey, he's your favourite because he's the best represented in the Walt Disney version, but up till then, you probably would freak about because you'd be like daft idiot, wouldn't he? Be all heavy-fisted and probably getting erections at inappropriate times and that, <laughs> right? But what about Probably Doc? would, Russell. He yeah. probably would. What's Doc contributing? He's to... the intelligent one, isn't he? I don't like him. He's got them specs on, he's lording it up. You know, Doc. Oh, he's yeah. like, the others have all got, like, sne sleepy, snoozy, bashful, you know, angry. something eats away at you at night or something. It's bothering me, mate. I think about it, yeah. Doc! What do you mean, mate? You're not telling us anything about who you are. What's Doc hiding? I don't uh, know. What makes him tick? What makes Doc tick, Matt? Yeah? Hmm? Let's get into the mind of Doc. Let's find out about the real Doc, because he seems to be hiding something. Anyway, you know, we've oh, learned yeah. a bit about the nature of mythology. I think it's something else to cover in your bookie-wookie. I put it in the bookie-wookie, my bookie-wookie, by Russell Brad. But then it says it all in delicate italics, as if it's a proper bookie-wookie. Hi, Russ and Matt. One time I wore a stupid black leather fedora on stage at a concert I was playing. I wish I didn't. I looked at a Pratt in capital letters from John. Thanks, mate. Can I just say, Henry is made by pneumatic, not Hoover. Pedantic, I know, but it must be said. Paddy from Cambridgeshire. Thanks, Paddy, for clearing well, so that it's up. Henry mate. the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, no. That's a bit odd, because Hoover, you know, it's alliterative. Hoover's he another company, but everyone calls him Henry the Hoover. Everyone calls him Henry the Hoover, not Ho Henry the vacuum cleaner. They might as well call him Victor. The vacuum cleaner. That's weird that <clears throat> when that word, you know, words brand, yeah, brand names, names become, become, become I mean, standardised because it's partridge only because of Hanoi, yeah. of course. Yeah. Now, uh, I've just been going through my book, Questions for Freud, which I bought, it says Cinderella Rockefeller. That's a strange person. All right, well, Cinderella Rockefeller goes, I've just been looking through my book, Questions for Freud, which I bought and highlighted avidly in yellow highlight while studying for my degree at Oxford University, which they've capitalised brilliantly, and obviously they're aware of the joke. I have uh, highlighted the following little gem. As we survey the many vicissitudes of Freud's long-standing vacillation concerning reality and fantasy, it becomes clear that a fundamental upset of doctrinal psychoanalysis was continually haunting Freud himself. Well, that is clear actually, that he was continually haunted by a fundamental upset. So, thank you yeah, for that. clearly. Clearly! But Any how arrogant mug. to say, 
I feel like this. That means everyone does. But I used to do that when okay. I was on tracks. No, it was a hidden message to you. <laughs> a message! This is from Annabelle. And she goes, what's the riskiest place you've ever had it off? Uh, uh in a, in a Hoover's mouth. <laughs> that was pretty risky. That's its nose. Oh yeah, in a Hoover's nose. Even worse. Poor sausage. No wonder he was congested. Uh, Annie from, that was Annie from South Brent. Annie with Matt, what's the riskiest place you've ever had it off? Um. I don't like having it off in risky places. I'd rather have nah. it, like, I'm getting older because I just sort of rather have it off in a bed. Like someone once, probably about a month or so ago, goes, oh, should we get out of the car and have it off against some railings? I went, no, let's just go home. Oh, I, um, had it off. People, the other people in the zoo, I'm not going to appreciate that. <laughs> and also, Hang on, you went into a zoo tank. naked once, didn't you? We ran around London Zoo naked with a girl. Oh, uh, yeah, in the I middle did, of the night. We went to London Zoo, right, and then, like, there was kept being messages, zoo closing now, like that, being introduced. What, from Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cooper. Thanks, thanks, Coops. <laughs> thanks for keeping me updated, Coops. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like you know, just coming out from over, I don't know, the PA nocturnal, the PA system of the zoo, going, you know, and then people go, yeah, the zoo's closing, zoo's closing, zoo closed at 5.30. I just thought, these messages mean nothing. The zoo probably ain't closing. That's just the man trying to hold us down. So me and this girl that I was going out of at the time just ignored it and, like, uh, kept being messages and then we were off, we are looking at llamas or something, lizards, llamas, something, what's not a person, and, like, then the zoo... Right, we sort of thought, well, there's no way I was at this zoo now, just us. And the zoo had closed. It was brilliant. We just walked around the what zoo. What happens? All the animals just start smoking. I have a fag each, start playing cards, <laughs> farting. <laughs> <laughs> They're all that like, much more confident. They come up closer to the thing. Like, it was a really amazing bit, actually. What, do you think they are aware of the time? They must I be, think they must they? be aware that, oh, and this is a bit where it ain't all jabbering idiots looking at us and bugging us, so we, they just chill out a bit, right? So we're walking around, and it was all really liberating. There's one bit, right, there's this tiger, like, like it came right up close, and like, I felt all like, oh, God, we're being confronted by this tiger, and he went, Rawr! probably unleashed a bit of animalism at really? us, like, at us as well. Wow. And, uh, and, like, and like, we realised that if it wasn't restrained by a thing, it would have just come and killed us for a laugh yeah. of some biological imperative. Well, maybe he's just, you know, tries to uphold the laws of the zoo. Yeah, what are you <laughs> doing it here? too late. <laughs> Also, what we've done is we took off all our clothes because look, we're like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. It's just us amongst all these animals. Also, God. she had a rubber snake, right? And goes, oh look at that, that's the snake. What? It's tempting. Why? Because they sold them in the zoo shops. Oh right, they okay. sell toys and stuff. So she had this rubber snake, and like, I was going, oh, we're Adam and Eve. Look, we've even got the snake. So we were then, I goes, let's be naked. I goes, because I actually even said at the time, this story will be much better if we do take our clothes off, knowing that one day you'd ask in the middle of a radio show. So like, uh, I do hope this was watched by some bored security guard on CCTV, <laughs> seeing you prancing around like a tit, going, come on, take our clothes off, yeah, the Garden of Eden. Uh, it'd be good if there was audio, so I could hear my contrived, pompous theories, <laughs> trying to get a girl to take her knickers off, by saying it's like the dawn of man. Did it's you? like the Genesis, hey, yeah, then it'll be like Noah in the minute, it'll start raining. Did yeah. it work? What do you mean, did I get to have it off of her? Yeah, no. I think I did, actually. What? Yeah. Why? What did what work? I actually meant, did you get both get naked? Yeah, we did. We both got naked, and we're just walking around naked in the zoo. Hang on, this can't. Oh, I thought this happened in the middle of the night. So this is only about twenty minutes after closing. <laughs> yeah. Time. It's probably some kids looking for lost property. Mummy, <laughs> 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 there's naked people with a rubber snake. Don't be ridiculous, Oh my God, there are. Look away, look away. Oh my God, mummy, them lions are having it off. 
everywhere was surrounded by sex. For Christ's sake, there's no escape from the penal colony. As Ray Liotta learned oh, God, in the film No Escape from the Penal Colony, in which Ray Liotta escaped from a penal colony. G is yawning pod. Every time Ray Liotta's mentioned, it's like little synaptic avenues that once I go, once things are mentioned, I have to say. Yeah. Someone said, Matt knows this, right, innit? Like, if someone says yeah. Ray Liotta, I have to go, oh, Ray Liotta? Well, in the film No Escape from the Penal Colony, Ray Liotta actually escaped from a penal colony, so that just goes to show you. Yeah, I've heard that a million times. Well, no. And Terminator 2. Yep. But it's good, actually, because they're good, because you have them in your mind and they're helpful. Yeah. Little support systems when you feel lonely or afraid. Yes, dear. Should we let's do a record? Yeah, this is a record! Yeah, alright, this is actually a radio show. T-Rex! This is a T-Rex. Let's glam things up a bit. I'm gonna get my boobs out for this record. There you go, look at those. Go oh, you filthy pig. Righto! Right, okay, yes, no one panic. That was T-Rex calling all destroyers. But, they, well, they listen. I mean, they've already proven they've got a terrible attitude to life. Listen to Russell. Turn your phone off, Trev! What? What is it, Cooper? Yeah, Cooper now, that is, that's good. Um, right, what, Matt? What's the matter? Oh, yeah, move my phone, because it's all messages on it, and I'm gonna be right, and I live a mad life. <laughs> right, uh, competition winners are here from last week, who won the Sonic Enigma. Let's create atmosphere for them, yeah! Woo! Alright, yes, oh, life, good old life. Right, Lucy and Sarah, you're here. Lucy, you're the person that actually won the competition. What did you get right? It was a Sonic Enigma. What did we do? It was the New York Dolls personality crisis. I'm going to get it right this week. I was nervous. Oh, my sisters are called Lucy and Sarah. My sisters are called Lucy and Sarah. That's why I've not forgotten everyone's name for once in my life. <laughs> Rude little man. Right, so we're doing like, we're going to do the Sonic Enigma. Thing is. <laughs> Yes, oh, oh, we are. Like at rainbow. Um, look, we're not four of the Sonic Enigma yet, have we? Well, so, it's not hard. Well, just think of a song that we can we'll do. Think of a song that we Pardon, can act out. If we think about it on air, then people will know the answer, so yes. that will compromise it. So let's shut up now. All right, we'll just do a few. We'll just have a bit more of a, a chat about life and that, and then we'll s just carry on. You know, just try a bit. Hello, Russ and Matt. Says Rachel Tutty. When we moved out a few months ago, one of the removal men was the drummer on the track "Looking Through Gary Gilmore's Eyes," which we just played. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. But, <laughs> there you are. <laughs> uh, so, oh, hello. John Paul, sorry, right, this is from, uh, oh, Adam, Hay Adam Haycroft goes, debunking old philosophy and the Edinburgh Festival. Hello, Russell and Matt, great show. You'll be on Radio 1 in no time. We don't know if we want to go on Radio 1, do we? I don't know. Might do, I don't know. We'd like it here, don't we? Six Music, happy here. Nice. Nice to be on Six Music, exciting. Good, hold on, Radio 1, we might get more money. Ah. ah, delicious money. <laughs> money, you say? We don't care about money, though, do we? It's better here. We like it here because like, it's better vibe. Better music here. Better music, better vibe, more freedom. Radio 1 maybe we wouldn't like it. No, we're not going Radio 1, Adam. We've had a chat. <laughs> With regards to wacky philosophy, says Adam Acroft, John Paul Sartre believed however much a man drank, he could not escape the fact that he was essentially free and could not avoid the responsibility that brings with it. Do you think this is true? The theory of the drug brella obviously disagrees with this, but is the drug brella what Sartre called bad faith? Well, that's essentially two questions. We'll have to deal with them one by one. Now, is uh, man can never be free? Could not escape. He's essentially free. Hold on a second. Didn't Jean Paul Sartre have amazingly bad press, apparently? Yeah, that's the main thing about Sartre that we want to focus <laughs> on is his halitosis. You think Jean Paul Sartre, you think halitosis, don't think existentialism. No, I think who's going to listen to a man who right. can't even keep his mouth in order? That's probably how his theories got so far. But, oh, I think very much that there was no such thing as existence. Yeah, alright, fine. Nothing has any meaning, Jean Paul. For Christ's sake, I'll wash your gob out. 
Yeah, <laughs> he just pushed it through on a tidal wave of anastasis. Um, hold on, I'm just trying to work out this person's saying. Believed, however much a man could drink, he could not escape the fact that he was essentially free. We're not essentially free, I don't think. He, uh, there was an um, abandonment theory, wasn't it? Jean-Paul Sartre said that we feel abandoned. We, c we God doesn't exist and there we feel abandoned. By the idea And, and we can't a... handle the idea that we are free. I can handle it, I think it's good. I like being free, if anything. Exciting. Well. Mind you, hold on, I've been creating constructs like personality and that within which to imprison myself. Oh, John Paul, you've got a point, but by God, do you stink. Maybe I'd find it a bit easier to listen to you if you didn't breathe garlic down my neck every time we spoke and stop touching yourself. There is no suggestion that John Paul Sartre masturbated in public. I'd like to make that clear. <laughs> so, um... He can't yeah. serve us, he's dead. Yeah, that's true, you can't do anything about it, John Paul. So who's cleverer now, mate? Who's won this chat on existentialism about the pre-existing and the pre-ordained now, mate? Us, that's who, because we're still alive. <gasps> but one day we'll be dead, Matt. Oh no. What then? What then? Probably be alright being dead. <laughs> Lucy, competition winner. You're here with your friend Sarah. You've come here together from Coventry. That's right. Well, what would you like to tell us about life and that and debunking the theories of Freud, attacking Sartre? Have you got any theories you want to debunk or attack or anything you want to say on populist mm. theology or philosophy? Well, didn't Freud um, do a big thing on dreams? Yeah, he I did. I kept a dream diary for a year and you don't want to see it. I do want to hear about it. <laughs> well, I dreamt about talking dogs guy. and things like that. So. What, what? I dreamt about talking dogs. You dreamt about talking dogs? Yeah, do I, I dreamt about a dog getting There's married a with a... Wolf that done that. You make, you, what, hold on, you, you I dreamt about a dog that got married. Who um, another Not dog you. in my friend's back garden was wearing top hat and tails. I like it. And spoke in a Northern Ireland accent, and the accent was the voice of my local butcher. And he said, hello, darling. He spoke like your local butcher? <laughs> that dog would have liked that, wouldn't he? Because then he could use yeah, that to sausages. trick the butcher. Yeah, he could he'd phone up and make orders. Hello, it's, uh, <laughs> it's the butcher here. I'll just leave <laughs> the sausages out the back tonight. <laughs> okay, if that's what you want, boss, isn't that a bit dangerous? No, no, just do my bidding. <laughs> Uh, also, those cats must be destroyed. Yeah, brilliant. Well, okay, so oh, your mind's a bit odd for thinking those things also, but that is as but I've been on telly. You know that thing about you can buy those books that go, interpret your dreams. It's yeah. just such a lie. Because if it <laughs> says, if you go, oh, I dreamt of nails, they go, oh, that means, oh, you, you know, this means... But if you're, you know, everyone's got a personal understanding of what nails yeah. mean to them... Hold on, but this is what about Jungian's theory of a universal unconscious. Jungian's? Jungian theory of a universal oh, right. unconscious is like that, uh... You know that there's uh, we have access to an un some sort of ubiquitous unconscious state, and so so things could have. And anyway, the idea of symbology itself, like that stuff we were saying about nursery rhymes uh, and uh, folk tales and that, suggests there are things that have symbolic meaning that yeah. are the same to all of us that are not subjective. Objective meaning is there such a thing as objective meaning? Or have you read that book? Trevor recommended well, the, the holographic, holographic principle, whatever it is, holographic universe. I yeah. it. Is it good? It's interesting because. Uh, yeah, was it Jung there who f had like a mental patient, a couple of like um, really like far gone sort of that cases, is, of, yeah. That is, and yeah. they um, they had sh they saw things. They said they described their visions, and they were um, Peruvian ancient Peruvian texts, almost to the word. They visualised ancient Peruvian. No, texts. they saw things. They saw it's, I don't, didn't want to say it, but the Don't sun having a penis. And the penis was where the wind came from, right? And he was—he went, he met this patient, and he was standing at the window. And he said, "What are you looking at?" And he said, "I'm looking at the sun's penis, and the wind is coming from there." Uh -huh. And he thought he was insane. Think well, we'll up your insane. lithium today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he read these ancient Peruvian texts, and they said you can get into a dream state where you see this, and you see this, and it, and how to. What, shamanistic dream states? Visions. Like all them, like in South America, they've got all them things that they're mad etchings on yeah. the ground, the great big eagles and that, that can only Nazca be appreciated from above. 
Yeah, so that's what... Well, that's 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 it. That's, it seems you've been in a shamanistic trance, dear. Either that or you've watched too much of the kids' DV series, Woof, yeah. in which a, a dog thing did get married. Yeah. There was an ancient Peruvian text about a dog in a, uh, a bride and groom outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and he tricked a butcher, apparently, and uh, that's representative of the idea of faith. Apparently, what other dreams did you have, Lucy? Um, I dreamt my mum was on heroin and she had a broken arm and I said, heroin isn't the way, mum, and she was saying it is. And then she had paper clips in her hair and was on her knees. I'm scared. But the I'm thing is... I'll never leave you here, Lucy. Lucy, we don't want you to be in here no more because you dream things, but your dreams tally up in an eerie way with the dreams of Charles Manson. But the, but the thing with dreams is that they can seem really odd, but they actually, they're very literal dreams. Are, so they've actually got what, they're very literal? Yeah. You're Butcher dog is literal. It's just it just means very simple things. It's just God, very, what does that it mean, shows then? it visually what literally. Your, what does that mean? I'm not gonna go into that one, but why not? Oh, did you have it off with a dog? Is that what, you, what, what, what then? Did you marry a dog? It just doesn't make sense. It Lucy. might have meant I want my I wanted my dog to get married, I don't know. Why would you want your dog to get married? Well, you can, you um, maybe. I'm not letting a dog get married. It's stupid. I know, Cooper. I know we're on risky ground, but just <laughs> let me handle this, will you? I'll put your turbo boosters on in a minute. Yeah, okay, well I think it's, you've raised some interesting points. Lisa. So there could but be a universal consciousness that we all access, yeah, and yeah. there's things in there like dogs dressed getting up married. for weddings. What, what else would you use a universal consciousness for if not like dogs getting married and that, and other Athena poster-inspired <laughs> dreams? <laughs> I also had this dream where there was a little kitten in a boot <laughs> and a man <laughs> cradling a baby. <laughs> Bloody hell, it's eerie stuff. Um, Russ, I was at the Edinburgh TV, this is still Adam from Middlesbrough, I was at the Edinburgh TV Awards Festival where you compared for them tele-executives, right? And, oh, you should know how to say it, as, as I you am were one. one. <laughs> 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 I compared it. This is much better than the gig I did yesterday. And we're all very pleased with the risk you took to tell off people about the patronising short film they made. Yeah, that's funny, because they've made this short film about where they've gone up to, done vox pops with people in the street. Do you remember, Matt? It's racist, wasn't it? Yeah, they go, and they've like gone up to like loads of people from different ethnic minorities and gone uh, and like used lots of, got them to use lots of TV jargon. Right, uh, like the essential the joke, joke was, look at these people, they're stupid there. Look at these people using TV jargon, and yet they're differently coloured from most of the people in the upper hierarchical positions in television. It was racist. They didn't, they were unhappy with us, we though, weren't they? they I think they were unhappy because we pointed out some of the things they'd done that were morally abhorrent. Anyway, I've been meaning to send this message to Sport for ages, but I'm unfortunately very lazy. Well, you're not going to get very far. Look, he says he's a nominee for TV's Young Rising Stars or something, Adam from Middlesbrough. Good luck with the show, guys. It's brilliant. Thanks very much, mate. Cheers for that message of belated support. We could have done it at the time when we were being sacked for being subversive. Dear Russell and Matt, love George. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I missed the bit out. Have you ever done a joke? It was an order. <laughs> George is going to come in. He's a Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> He's a toaster. It's going to be risky, <laughs> <laughs> but you can both do it at the same time. <laughs> oh, saucy. Those were the days. Have you ever done a joke, practical or impractical, that's gone too far and the recipient hasn't talked to you for a while? Says George. Not really. Sometimes when Trev uh, is on the show, we sometimes victimise him to the point where he has a mental breakdown <laughs> and is unaware of what his personality actually is because Trevor's really a really incredibly intelligent, decent human being We're not who really. we just treat like an idiot. Have you ever done a practical joke on me? Nah, I can't We're not really like that, are we? It's too much effort, it's too much silly, isn't it? Although we are going to start doing some, but they will be impractical jokes. I um, hit, used to hide and then to scare my sister and then get more scared myself, waiting there <laughs> with the <laughs> anticipation and then when I jumped out, I went, Rrr! it would scare me. <laughs> <laughs> you moron. Oh, no. You got yourself all worked up and frightened. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's dark here in the airing cupboard. 
Hold on, the vacuum cleaner's here. <laughs> this needn't be all bad. Give us a cuddle. <laughs> beep, beep. No, Cooper. Stay out of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Greetings, Russell Matthew and absent cocky Lockie. Oh, blimey. My sister is four years older, though not mentally, and she used to dress me up like a living doll. On one occasion, I was about four, and she dressed me <laughs> Well, on one occasion when I was four, she dressed me up as Super Grand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only four. Super Grand had no super look. She was just a granny, <laughs> wasn't she? she was just, super in, in terms of appearance, she was just an old lady. And she went like that. Which is bad, right? I hate it. Yeah, she did that gesture by her ear holes. I didn't like Super Grand. For me, that was a signal that Sunday night was getting worse. Because <laughs> on Sunday night, I think you're going to school the next day, that idiot Super Grand comes on. Who are you? Billy Connolly turned up in it. Did he? Yes, he did. <laughs> Billy Connolly was in Supercram. Was he? Lucy? I'm number one fan, I know. <laughs> so, uh, tell us, confirm, was Billy Connolly in Supercram? I think so. Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that, you're just yes, saying that because I'm being all domineering and bullying. I don't, probably don't just a Scottish man with a beard. Everyone in Supergram is Scottish. You were a little kid and you just thought, that's Billy, Billy Connolly. Connolly. I think it was. Can you, can you send us a text, please? 64046. Can't use the world as our Wikipedia. <laughs> I just can't wait to hear if he was or wasn't. I, I know, mean, so we're on the knife edge here at Six Music, <laughs> wondering whether or not. Oh, yeah, and, she, and Julie, the lady in the show after us ain't called Julie Cavanagh, she's called Julie Cullen. Julie Cullen. Uh, so why did you lie? And what are you doing with just, your top? Just eroticising <laughs> the moment by fiddling with my nice little nipple. Oh, it's disgusting. Don't say that. I've got a nice little nipple. It's Ain't not. I, Lucy and Sarah? Don't nod this radio, you maniac. Now people think they just didn't say anything. She wasn't <laughs> when I asked that question. Not to vomit. <laughs> Don't try restrain vomit, Lucy. That sends out a very negative message. Just let it come out. So anyway, uh, this girl, John. Oh, he's a boy. <laughs> Johnny Morpeth. You are insane. God, uh, so anyway, this girl, John. Oh no, he's a boy! You're <laughs> <laughs> an idiot. Look, I'm just saying, John Rowley got dressed up as Supergrand when he was four by his vicious cow of a sister. When I was they about- They basically dressed her- dressed him as an old lady. Yeah, cause actually, because what Supergrand didn't have any insignia or signifiers no. that were specific to her, except that visual gesture that she'd done, and it'd be very hard to force John lazy, to do that. really. Well, perhaps, I imagine what it was, Matt, is there were just old lady clothes about the house. Perhaps there'd been a death in the family. <laughs> she goes, uh, right, let's turn this bad time into a good time. Let's turn that frown upside down. Admittedly, Nan's dead. But John is going to be playing the part of Supergrand <laughs> with renewed vigour now that he's got these stinking old death tights on. Oh! Yeah, well done. That might not have been what happened, so... It's well, let's hope funny. it wasn't, because otherwise it's... <laughs> Well, I ain't done now. nothing. I never dressed up someone in a dead woman's clothes. <laughs> it's not. I'm not the pervert. So dressed me up was super grand. I then rode round our house on a tricycle till I fell off. At which point my <laughs> photograph was taken. <laughs> it haunts me to this day. I'd like to see that picture. I rode around till I fell off. At which point my photograph was taken. It's an odd structure. Isn't it? Sounds like sounds like an installation. This yeah. really space. Okay, right. Dressed me super grand. Right now, now fall off. <laughs> it's an insane way to live your life. Brilliant. Right. John in Morpeth, mate, that's a really interesting thing that happened to you, and I'd like to know more things. Tell us more of the things that happened to you. See if that's a one-off, because I reckon that person is a mine of things like that. Yeah. Because, like, for that to happen, that's free fight, like, he got dressed up as Supergrad. Also, we need to know if, you're, if it was as a result of a death. Anyway, there's that. <laughs> so, uh, oh, here are. 
According to Wikipedia, says Catherine Foster, a sidekick is a stock stock character, a close companion who is, assists a partner in superior in a superior position. Ah, that's why you don't want to be one because it means I'm in a superior position. Only in the eyes of the tabloid newspaper, the reality is we just I do a job that's a bit louder. So perhaps a bit like Trevor's uh, a sidekick, a good example would be Trevor's hired fuck, Jason Weathercoats. Yeah. Can I come and watch your show now? Jason Weathercoats, who of course assisted Trevor. Turn in your murder. phone off. Obviously, what's happening is Cooper thinks that it's risky of us to talk about weathercoats in this fashion. So, um, yeah, uh, that's a good example of a psychic. Thank you very much. If I ever hear that piece of bark music in the world, yeah. it's going to make me shudder. Really? Well, if you went to a concert <laughs> hit, yeah, at Barbican, just, yeah. and, oh, and suddenly it was Russell's ringtone I heard. Uh, nervously. <laughs> well, you the next thing you'd hear, Where's my taxi? What's <laughs> going on? Oh, a Christ, sake, these jeans aren't tight enough. Oh, Christ! I used to be a drug addict. Look after me. I fancy her. I'm gonna be sick. Get me some wheat-free food. What? Oh, yeah, copying me with the wheat-free thing. I've stopped eating wheat as well. <laughs> Why not? Must be he's doing it. I'm not having him lording it up. Matt Morgan going around going, I don't eat wheat. Yeah, like some the sort way he does it is God. he buys a sandwich and then in front of me goes, Oh, I'm not eating this sandwich. It's got wheat in it. Yeah, okay. why'd you do? Why'd you buy it then? I didn't. I forgot that I lived a wheat-free diet. You just wanted to make a show of it. <laughs> Copy me. What do you think about all the fuzz being made over skinny models in the press over the past week? Fuzz, not fuss. Um, Neil from Brondesbury Park in London. I don't mind about it. What's this? The size naught, size zero oh, models. Size naught. That's a new size. They can't reverse time. You can't go. You know, people are just. Different sizes, I don't know. I don't mind about people making a fuzz or fuss. We have no strong feelings <laughs> about that. No strong feelings. This is from Luke Gray. Is that your mate, Luke Gray? Is that Luke, friend of the show, Luke? Luke Gray. Actually, All right, yeah. Luke. Oh, he says, yellow, lads. He says a Y instead of an H. Right, I likes this girl. It's good that he says likes. Look, it's our way we talk. Right, I likes this girl from Scotland called Lovely Adrienne. However, I live in bloody Oxfordshire. We've been speaking over the phone, etc. Is there any point in trying to further the relationship which we have now? Matt, Russ, your thoughts? Toodle, ooh. Well, Luke, no. The relationship is doomed. You must go out with, I suggest, perhaps a rubber glove and uh, perhaps a scrubbing brush. Any household appliance around the house. Now, persevere with it. Yeah. What do you think, Matt? It's not that far, is it? It's well, Oxford, the same country. Same country, oh, yeah. Here we go. Go on, Matt. Go on about going to Australia. Oh, it's Australia! That's the light of my life like that. <laughs> I'm over all that now. Good lad. Right, let's go to the track, for God's sake, and then do Sonic Enigma. You, going through those pieces of paper. I've got to. People send things, we've got to get through them. Morning, boys. If you had to top yourself using a wood chipper, would you go head first or feet first? Down in Hornchurch. Head first. Head first, because otherwise... Oh, feet went <laughs> and stopped your oh, knees. Oh, it's just chewing its way through your shins and, and your knees. To phone someone. That's Hello. <laughs> yes, sorry, can you hear me over the chipper? <laughs> That's just chewing its way through my thigh bone. Here we go. Yep, jump up and down. Head first, definitely, because then you'd, there'd just be a bit where you could hear your hair being cut, then you'd feel <laughs> your scalp, then it would go through your skull, chop into your brain. Where would you spray it? Uh, I'd spray it up onto a canvas and then sell it as art called, uh, Feeling Chipper. Nice! <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, about that. So, um, yeah, that's down in Hornchurch. Who would you most like to be trapped in a lift with? A lift repairman. <laughs> <laughs> that's from Sarah in London. So, come, Matt, what record are we going to listen to? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're listening, yeah, yeah, yeah. Max, we like this, don't we? Right, yes. then, come, we've got to use this time to think of a Sonic Enigma. Stop mucking okay. around. Okay, so in this everyone. song. Let's grow up a bit, yeah? Okay. We've had a laugh. That there with the yeah, yeah, yeahs. That song's called Max, ain't it? Yes, it is. Good name to have a song called. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Good name, call a song, Matt. 
Right, here we go. We've got load of letters. Matt. Right, let's do the Sonic Enigma. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, the winners of last week's Sonic Enigma here, Lucy and her friend Sarah. Also with us are Lindsay and Sam. Lindsay and Sam. Lindsay's come down here from North Wales to see us, Matt. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to come here from North Wales. Sam's only come from Greenwich. That is less worth it. <sighs> Why couldn't you have begun your journey somewhere else? Could you have travelled a little further away to Weybridge or something? So, um, Matthew, Matthew, like, Matthew. This yes. is Trevor Locke's Sonic Enigma. This is the kind of jingle that there would be if Trevor were here. <laughs> it's a Sonic Enigma. It's a Sonic Enigma. <laughs> Something like that, wouldn't yep. it? It's the sort of thing you would do. Right, that's established that this item has begun. Right, now I'll start, shall I? So then you right, yeah. know what I'm doing. Alright. Oh, hello, come in. Oh, hold on, I'll knock on the door then. <laughs> oh, God. Right, this is the sound of the door being knocked on. <laughs> Ow, Christ, let me in! It's a policeman's knock. It was a policeman's oh, knock. Do it nicely. We're coming in anyway! <laughs> yes, uh, hello. What, uh, have well, you heard? Well, knocked on the door, you've got to come in all that, haven't you? You suddenly went off on one and it sounded like the bill. <laughs> come on, Matt, you come petty on. crook. Come in. Oh, hello, uh, I'm here about the, the position. Oh, hello, have you got, uh, your CV there? Oh, yes, I've got my CV. I think you'll see I'm very good. I can chase after sticks very well. Uh, I can, uh, I can wee and drag me bum along a carpet in Ooh, a good way. I think you've given this away by being far too simple. <laughs> I was going to go in a much harder than that. Come on, how are you going to do it? I was just going to go, ah, well, I'll require you to wear this, and, uh, you'll have to eat this. That's really non-specific. No, because then, that's not. It could be anything. And then you come off the back of it, like, I go, you're going to have to wear this, and you say, oh. that's going to be tight around my neck. Exactly. Oh, that is acting. Now that's, that's Oh, this, it rhymes with this. come on, mate. Right, start again. All right. You, you don't have to do that. No, that's the beginning. It adds atmosphere. Come in. Oh, hello. I've, got, I've come about the position. I've oh, got my brilliant. CV. Brilliant. Um, it says things on it that are quite obscure and don't give away the nature of the song that we're purporting to. I'm very happy to hear that. Now, uh, yes? you'll be required to wear this. That? That's going to be tight around my neck, ain't it? You'll get used to it, and you'll also have to eat this from this bowl on the floor. Blimey, from a bowl on the That's worse than my one. Well, I thought we'd done it now, haven't we? Fair enough. Okay, when can I start? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, if you can't work oh, out Oh, we're is... in New York, by the way, and it's the 70s. Hey, we're in New York, it's the 70s. I'm really, really thin. If you can't work this out, then just go and just walk under a, a car. You're not going to be a very small person. Yeah, that's true. Limbo dance under it. I don't know what you're up to. Just have fun with it. Anyway, text us your answer to the, your correct answer. Like, if anyone gets it wrong, we should give people that get it wrong the prize. No, some people no, will get it wrong. do that, then people will get it wrong on purpose. On purpose. Just do it normal. You just do it normal. It's the Sonic Enigma. Do it how Trevor would have wanted. It's the Sonic Enigma. <laughs> Come on. If we can't have that, don't you dare ruin another we, Sonic Enigma. And we're not ever going to act to that again. We are, mate. It was painful. It was good. 64046, send us your correct answers or your wrong answers, it's up to you, do what you like. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you were older, and have you achieved any of those dreams? Matthew, have you achieved any of your dreams? Um, Was yeah. it always a bit always... of a dream to work with me? Mm. I don't recall that, no. It would have been a nice dream. Did you really get ever fulfil any of your dreams? Have you yet married a dog, Lucy? Not yet, but you never know what the future holds. Could easily happen. <laughs> Hello, boys! Say Helen and Kira. We went to a... a 
party on Friday with a dress code was supposed to be decadent, so in the spirit of things, we went as wenches. We thought we looked amazing. Oh, hang on, you were there. How do we get in the studio next week? We'll wear our wenches' outfits, Helen and Kira. Yeah, That's I want to say thank you. Threw, I it, threw a party and I said, fancy dress gets you in free, dress code decadent. Wear? A t shirt and some jeans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you were out of order. No, I was DJing. Imagine me DJing dressed up as Robin Hood. What's decadent about that? He had it off with my Marion and he nicked things. That's well it's decadent. decadent. Alright, oh no, he gave, took I've from the lips, gave to the poor. It's actually quite, um, what is it really? It's stoic. Mm. Really, if anything, he was not a decadent man. No, he wasn't. Did he even exist, old Robin Hood? Alright, not he Robin did Hood. Exist, yes. Dracula! Yeah, Dracula is perfect. Jack the Ripper. Well, he's not really. Was he decadent? Is it decadent to murder a prostitute? Well, just like wearing silk. Or anyway, I didn't dress up. It was a good party. Wasn't Did you it? enjoy it? Oh, well, some of the people here came to the party. Yeah, Sam and Lindsay came to the party. Oh, look, oh, Christ, they're moving towards the microphone. Oh, blimey. Lindsay, did you enjoy the party? Yeah, it's brilliant, yeah. Come on, let's hear your accent then. Say a sentence. Um, I, I live in Wales, but I haven't really got a Welsh accent. Why not? Because I'm right on the border of England. You're on the border of England, so you should stick to what you know, love. If you're Welsh, bloody well talk Welsh. Good accent. I like Welsh accents too, yeah, Matt. I've heard you do. Mm, that ain't true. Or oh, it's rhubarb. It says in one of the newspapers that I've done something. I've not done something. I'm a good lad. I'm getting married anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I am probably. There's bound to be someone. Patricia Bain goes, Russell, who takes care of your friend Morrissey when you're out womanising? Well, he's a cat, and he? he just does what he likes. He's a nervous wreck, man. <laughs> he's not, don't say that. He's very happy, that cat. Sleeps on my tummy. He loves it. And also, it does that thing where they try and milk you, because they, they go, like, when they're little, they pad their claws on their mum's cat boobs to get milk <laughs> out, and then they keep that behaviour throughout life whenever they feel, like, comfortable. They really? They pour away at you. They do this thing where they pad their claws. That's they're trying to get you to lactate. They're not consciously trying to get you to lactate, although I often do. <laughs> <laughs> they're just doing it because it's what they do, you know, it's the part oh. of their cat behaviour. I'm anyway, allergic to cats, so I've I know, I'll never know that. Negativity between Matt and Matt. I go around Russell's house, I get itchy eyes, I feel sick. Not just because of the cat allergy, I also do touch him in a very inappropriate way. <laughs> Sometimes with a hoover. I can't bear to think of him whimpering for whiskers, other brands are available, they've put that themselves, whilst you are otherwise engaged. By the way, have you had him neutered, or does he impregnate any willing and able feline foods in North London? I reckon he has his bits intact, says Trish in Surrey. Yeah, I haven't had him neutered yet, I'm supposed to, because he sprays this musk out <laughs> of the back of him when he's turned on, or if he's irritated, and he's always one of them. Like, Is that why your house smells of urine? My house smells nice! <laughs> <laughs> the reason it smells of urine, Matthew, is because I can't go outside without paparazzi photographing me, so I've taken up a sort of Howard Hughes recluse-style lifestyle and wee in mayonnaise jars now. Why were you saying that you wanted to set up a pipe system so you could wee from your bed? Maybe that's why it smells of urine. I haven't the done prototype. that system. I've done that. <laughs> I've made out of McDonald's straws. <laughs> I, I, I keep going about McDonald's. Uh, look, mate, I... My house don't smell of weed, and I set up that prototype system years ago when I was under the drug brother. I was a junkie, can't do me for it. Yellow you, says Luke again. I might as well guess the Sonic Enigma now, as I'd have the same chance after you performed it. <laughs> is it I Want to Break Free by Queen from Luke? That is uncanny. Is it, uh, yeah, it was not that, actually, but well done. Uh, it would be quite a good one to do. Why don't we think of that? Let's do that one. People already know the answer anyway. Also, he keeps going on about this Adrian girl who presumably is listening. Look, Adrian, Luke is to be avoided. He is a dangerous <laughs> psychopath. <laughs> That's what I'll say about Luke. No, go out of him. Go out of him. Be in love. Why not? Who cares? Gaz from Coventry says, 
Hello, Russ. It's good to listen to your show live. I usually work on Sundays and download the podcast. Download it either off of BBC website or off iTunes. We ain't bothered because we like going up that iTunes chart, but Ricky Gervais is doing stuff again now, so we'll never get to number one. But unless there was a surge of interest. Uh, however, I've got the weekend off work before I go to uni. What I'd like to know is, have you or Matt ever had to endure the terrible ordeal of catching your dinkle in your zipper? Yeah. Yeah, I times, hurts. And then you have to undo it. That, the belt oh. is getting it out, isn't it? Because you know it's going to hurt. You've yeah. got to get, but you've got to go through it. Like when you have to, in a film, when they have to pull an arrow out of themselves. <laughs> it's the same thing. Just, just like that. It is like that. You know, you're like, ah, oh, I've got to get the goddamn arrow out. Oh, they wouldn't be American. <laughs> in them because, oh no, maybe they were shot by a Native American. Ah, ugh. Anyway, should we do a record? Oh, <laughs> Let's do a record. Let's do a record because yeah, we've done loads of these inquiries. And it's do a record. Do a record. Play a record. It's up to you, mate. I don't mind. I it's cool with me. We're gonna listen to Motorhead. Um, we can do. Oh, I know those. Yeah, all right. It's good. You, you know, how to work them buttons. That's really good. <laughs> Pretty good, isn't <laughs> it? Did you do that yourself? Yep. Well done, Matt Morgan. You really can work that desk. Listen to Russell Brown show on Six Music Me with Matt Morgan. Done the Sonic Enigma. Send us your answers. Six four zero four six. He's cultural views coming up later, should we try and ring Noel Gallagher, we'll try and do that. G will do a poem later, we'll be talking more to people. Right, okay, let's create chaos. Let's put music on, Ray Woo! We've had to come out of Mohead early because we were meant to go to the news then. The reason we couldn't go to the news is because Adam, our producer, oh. didn't tell us to. <laughs> oh, because you broke the clock! You broke the clock! When I was doing the sketch, right, where I was knocking on that door, doing that brilliant thing to the Sonic Enigma, I was knocking on the door. Remember the job interview? Well, don't make it worse. I was doing it. <laughs> oh, God, it's open now. I was, do <laughs> I was doing that. I'm doing it, Adam. Stop panicking about losing your job. It's inevitable anyway. <laughs> like, so, like, I was, so I was doing that knocking on a clock, right? And now the clock stopped. Stop. We didn't know it was time for the news. We were playing Motorhead. We were playing Motorhead. People panicked. The clock's been broke by me knocking on it like that, so we should have gone to news there, because the news has to be done at specific times. I think we should just do the news at random times. Well, I think we have to go to it now. Right, should we have some news? Yeah. Right, the main news, the clock has been broken in six music, but there are other stories, including these sexy little numbers. Here's the news. Russell? Ooh! Pixies, UMass, good, wasn't it? What are you saying, Matt? You can see the influence on Nirvana. It sounds like Teen Spirit at the end. Oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose so. We just done that uh, Sonic Enigma, didn't we? On our Six Music program, what we're doing now, Russell Brown, Matt Morgan. Here we are. Some wrong answers to that Sonic Enigma, right? So it obviously there was is some wrong answers. Of course there is. Right, let's look. Not right. just joke ones. Let's remind people of what the Sonic Enigma. Oh, Come don't on. break the clock. Broke already. Come in. Don't Matthew try harder. That was listless. Can you sit down and stop hitting the clock? <laughs> this is a job interview. It's not going very well. I've come about the, <laughs> the position. Would you like to see my CV? Uh, the position will be on all fours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds like an interesting job. I really think I could excel in such a role. The position doesn't include talking at oh, all. Really, no talking. Just sort of snuffling, grunting, and barking. Well, at any point, will I have to drag my bottom along the carpet to wipe it? Very much. You'll <laughs> <laughs> have to it's, do that. Do you know it's a job I really want to do? It's a job I'm interested in doing. So that's the clues. Anyway, so here are some wrong answers. Is it walk? Is that walking living dog thing by Cliff Richard? What? He's talking about so that, um, Simon living doll. That's brilliant. Simon in Hampshire thinks, goes, is it that walking living dog thing by Cliff Richard? That's the song Living Doll by Cliff Richard. He can't think of I that. living dog. crying, walking, sleeping, living doll. He could do. Living dog. 
It's only like, because the ending bit is not clear. So if you remember, this person, Simon from Hampshire, he might be young. Yeah, that's yeah. him. Might have just been saying he heard once, vaguely. Is it that walk- I really like how he's phrased it. Is it that walking, living dog thing by Cliff Richard? Like, he's irritated. The contempt for that song is apparent in even this limited number of words he's managed to convey that. Um, that is not the right answer. No. Because that song's called Living Dole, mate. Although it's not, you've committed <laughs> no great crime there, let me tell you. You got Matt Morgan, as I've said before, is a man that thinks that Sting's song Englishman in New York goes, I'm an alien, I'm a little alien, <laughs> I'm an Englishman in New York. I didn't ever think that. He thinks that that song is like a little alien, like a little green thing with a little <laughs> like, antennae coming out his head trying to cope with life in New York. Well, why would he go, I'm an Englishman in New York? I don't, York. that's why you, you think it. It's not the world that thinks it. Or why would he go, I'm an Englishman? I think I did, yeah. You I, did? I, you I, thought, I knew he was just saying that. I thought Sting was calling himself a little alien. <laughs> okay, I'm an alien, I'm a little alien. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just a little alien. The what is it, an illegal alien? Yeah, illegal alien. Because of the phrase illegal alien. You know, so he's saying that, isn't he? Get on with it. Get on with it! Uh, right, Alex in Winchester says, Is the Sonic Enigma a dog wants a job in New York by, Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, are you being cheeky? I think you Alex, I think you might be a cheeky little monkey. Let's find out if there is a band called Oh Shut Up. And if there isn't, it turns out that Alex from Winchester's a cheeky little monkey. Then we'll have to track him down. Then it'll be the witchcraft! That ah, we've been the old witchcraft. Yeah, we've been doing some good witchcraft and it's been working out really well. Me and Matt have been worshipping the devil and learning all sorts of special powers as a result with this new person we've got in our lives who can access the dark arts. So anyway, Hey Russ, I'm going to London next Saturday. What's your top three bars in Soho? That's not an entry to the Sonic Enigma. <laughs> Just go any of them, they're all rubbish. As if you'd reply. You know, you're, uh... I, I'm a teetotal, I don't AA. drink booze. Just go, go AA meetings in Soho, they're quite good. Um, are you doing stand-up in Wales? Yeah, I'm doing something in Cardiff, mate. Have a look at the website, russellbrand.tv. That's from Gary. It, it said that last bit, which was me. Is the enigma who let the dogs out by the Baha men? No, because we would do that like this. Um, oh, what are you doing? You've let all those dogs out. Well, that's how you'd do it. <laughs> Such a simple man. I'd, I'd, I'd go, I'd say, oh, look, they've, they've bitten all this, they've done this. I'll, right, just, oh, I'll take it one step yeah, away from okay. that. Yeah, okay, once remove it. Yeah, because it is, after all, a sonic enigma, not sonic bleeding obvious. Yeah. Is the enigma bark at the by Ozzy Osbourne says John. No, it ain't, because that we would do like this. Oh, it's all round and silver! Woof, woof, woof! The uh, moon? <laughs> <laughs> the moon, I mean, by it's all round and silver! Yeah, John, you're wrong, mate. You're right. We don't wrong. have to spoon feed our listeners. They're a very intelligent. They bunch. are intelligent. We, we've got we're inundated with things about Jungian bloody unconscious theory, debunking Sartre, Freud. <laughs> Marks, we've had Mousy tongue kick him in the nuts, we've had all sorts of stuff coming out. Is it Dog Eat Dog by Adam and the Ants or Hit Me With Your Rhythm Stick by Injury? You idiots. That's because you <laughs> said that you have to chase after a stick. <laughs> yeah, but they don't say hit me with it. That's from Martin Treasure, I only joking, Martin, that's a good entry, but unfortunately it's madly wrong. Hold on. Gervais puts a stop to podcasts. Ricky Gervais is to stop making his comedy podcast saying he wants to. This is a quote, knock it on the edge for a while before everyone hates us. Hmm, interesting. That means that we'll be number one. Oh. Keep 
downloading our podcast. <laughs> Don't get up now. Ricky Gervais is having a little holiday. This is an opportunity for us. Yeah, but it's not very good to get to number one simply because the person who was number one quit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It is a, a little bit of a, a mild victory for us, yes. Yeah. But victory nonetheless, Matt. And that means we're getting that ice cream van, which we planned ages ago, assuming <laughs> we'd get to number one and have never required because we've never achieved it. What was the ice cream van? We're going to get an ice cream van, park it in the middle of a roundabout for our party. And then just have the ice cream van, ding, 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 giving out all stuff to everyone. I don't remember this meeting. <laughs> you weren't there that day. You were drunk. <laughs> I had to hold it on my own. But Cooper says it was a brilliant idea. He said that or a message failed. Either way, I took it to mean that it was an inspired plan. Right, we've got a right answer for the Sonic Enigma. P yeah, go on. Oh, she's on the line. Right. This person may or may not have won the Sonic <laughs> Enigma. We do not know at this stage. It is all too mind-bending to even contemplate. Sarah, hello dear, are you there? Hello Russell. You alright love? I'm good, thank you. You got any, like before we go on to you winning the Sonic Enigma, because otherwise why would we have got you on the line, <laughs> let's uh, chat about life a bit. Now how okay. are you? I'm very good. Why, what are you doing, where are you? Um, I'm doing my tax return at this very moment. Oh, oh, I hate to have to do that. <laughs> just throw it out the window and just, yeah. just claim to be mad. It's a funny time of year to do that. <laughs> why are you doing it? It's not even nearly April. No, mine has to be in by the end of the month. Oh, blimey, exciting. <laughs> so, alright, where are you doing all these things? Uh, Cheltenham. In Cheltenham, nice to be in Cheltenham. So, alright. What, right, will me and Matt will do the Sonic Enigma? Oh, we're not doing it again. <laughs> alright, let's not. So, what do you think that, the, what do you think that the answer to the Sonic Enigma was? It's I wanna be your dog. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's the window. Woo! Yeah, all right, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Pinch my skin. Pinch my skin, Mr. Sue. <laughs> Pinch my skin. So you've got the right answer. Do you want to come down from Cheltenham next week? Hang out here. Yeah, I will do. Yeah, that'd be nice. You sounded a bit like you didn't want to. <laughs> so when no, you come now, there will be a slight atmosphere. Lucy, you've enjoyed being here as a Sonic Enigma winner, haven't you? I have you have, haven't you? You've been treated like a princess. Right, so yeah, well, we look forward to meeting you next week, Sarah. Well done for getting the answer right. Did you think it was a really good Sonic Enigma that me and Matt I think, I thought it was fantastic. Better than when Trev used to do it. Who was best it? acting in it? Sarah, <laughs> say me. Say I was uh, acting. So don't say Matt, say Russell. Not the blundering idiot who wanted the job. <laughs> Come on, Sarah, who was best at uh, the acting out of me and Matt? Um. Matt was very disciplined. I was a bit more flair. A bit hard, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, she doesn't want to commit. Just say we're both good and pat us on we're our bums. We're both fantastic. <laughs> and pat our little bum bums. <laughs> right, okay. Sarah, thank you very much. Look forward to meeting you next week, sweetheart. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye, Sarah. Bye. Bye. Sarah, bye. I don't know where Noel Gallagher is. Let's try him up, see if he's in. Matt, do a culture review then. Matt Morgan's cultural review where Matt Morgan reviews some culture. Matt Morgan, he understands culture really, really well. He will diminish things like Cornwall to riding a horse. He'll say Scott and smells funny, then he'll go to an orgy that he wanted to go to anyway and claim it as part of his job and mostly uses the cultural review just to date women anyway. I did not want to go to that orgy anyway. You did want to go to that orgy and you went to it and you're disgusting as a result. Now go on then, what's the cultural review this week, Matt? Morgan! Well, shall I... Oh, everyone, let's cheer Matt's cultural review so he feels good. Yeah! Cultural review! Good old culture! He's gonna review it out his little face. <laughs> <laughs> go on then. So he feels good. Yeah, I'm trying to make you feel better about yourself. I feel fine. Now mate. the confidence classes have stopped, you look a bit down They in weren't bumps. confidence classes, they were voice coaching. <laughs> I told him about voice coaching, so he'd go. They were co they were confidence classes that were necessary. Well, how, what the the little shoe-gazing shuffle bottom. <laughs> how is that going to give me any more confidence, being able to wiggle like a puppy and go... Brrr. 
Like <laughs> become a rent boy. <laughs> um, yeah, so, last night, I was asked as a, I don't know why I was asked, actually, because, oh yeah, because of Friday, because of my yeah, party. Matt after, does it was DJing now, he's a DJ. Yeah. Uh, can press all sorts of buttons. He's brilliant at it, he's Girls. taking it out to his <laughs> Oh, hello. Uh, and so, uh, some, a friend of mine asked yeah. me, oh, you do this thing, I'm doing this warehouse party in East London. Yeah. Right? Already alarm bells are ringing. Ringing. Should have been, anyway. I thought, yeah, I'll do that, do an hour. Yeah. Turn up to this place. It's a huge warehouse with about ten different rooms and about ten people. Right, so one <laughs> person per room. Yeah, so I was DJing in this empty room with this nutcase bloke who was just before me. He, he was, was a in, DJ as well? Yes, he had been DJing I was taking over from him. He was using vinyl and there was a bit of snobbery there because right. I turned up with CDs. CDs, right, so already he's lording it over you. They set up the place, the feng shui was terrible, there's one CD deck, because it, it was about the, the mixing, you know, proper decks, right? Yeah. And the CD decks were yeah. either end of it. Yeah. They were about twenty foot apart. So it was very hard to look cool. It looked like I was Scamping playing nervously. cricket. <laughs> <laughs> like a little ninny running up and down. Oh, I got a sticky wicket. Yeah, and, on, and when you were at one day, you couldn't mm. see the timing on the other deck. And it was just horrible. So I did. Only a few people in the room. It's a great big warehouse in East London. Yeah. There's no one there. It's really, um, uh, you know, that world we used to hang around in. That yeah, bit, that sort of arty, sort of <laughs> posh fashion. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Nathan Barley type yeah, people. Yeah, we were addicted to drugs. Oh, it was horrible. Oh. Anyway, and drugs at one point there was this stupid art installation on the other side of the room caught fire. Oh, and that was part of the installation. No, it wasn't because people came up to me. That's on fire. You do realise that's on fire. I was like, well, I'm playing records. Well, you were supposed to be in charge of fire safety as well. I don't know <laughs> what, what I signed up to. Anyway, but the bloke who had been previously DJing came back on. He was all drunk and possibly, I think, on drugs. Right. Well, what said, an accusation uh, to make about an innocent man. But yeah, let's carry on. I'm not going to name him. So. Not going to name this man. Let's call him Ted. Ted came over and said, oh, let me put this on. Let me put this on. He's, he's pushing me. Pushing right. you. Yeah, all right, mate, calm down. He goes, yeah. no, no, let me play, I'm playing a record. He goes, um, come on. And I said, well, look, I'll do four more, then you can go back on. No, 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 I want to play one, then you play one. I was like, well, you're Charlie chat, he's all Charlie All, dr all, all drugged right. up. There was already a horrible. bloke who kept coming over and all on coke and like kept repeating horrible himself. Drugs. bad to take drugs. Oh, and I was, you know, just sort of had two drinks standing in this place. You I didn't really want to go to. beautiful, beautiful man. This awful. world was never meant for one as beautiful as you. So anyway, this bloke started slapping me and going, come on, mate, come on. And then I said, um, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll go to the bar, I said, I'll play two more records, then I'll go to the bar and get a drink. And he goes, yeah, yeah get me a drink, get me a drink. And uh -oh. then he started being really aggressive, and I said, listen, mate, I'm not a waiter, I'm not gonna go and get you a drink. Right, so just like start that. trying to use little stops on him. Listen, mate, what? Listen, sunshine. What, I'll carve you right up. You might use vinyl. But I've got, I can use glottal stops. I've got an accent that'll carve you out of 50 paces, son. And if you want to get yourself all straight up, you want to back the F off. So anyway, I nearly had a fight with him. Yeah. I said... This is a good culture review, I must say. I know. This is wonderful. Like, what are you going to do you the National to do Gallery it, next week? <laughs> anyway, so there's nearly Even a fight. if you were at the National Gallery, you, you would end up going, so the security guard came up to me, right, he was looking at me, so I go to him, I'm just trying to look right, Van Gogh sunflowers, I goes, back off, mate, right? I'm trying to review them sunflowers, you mug. Right, yeah, so anyway, that's <laughs> how I speak, <laughs> as you can hear. <laughs> this bloke was insane, right? He ended right. up, the, the owner came over and goes, oh, we're going to try and shut down all the massive, vast, empty rooms and try and get people into one room. So yeah. this, this de these decks have been uh, turned off. And so he started kicking the decks. <laughs> he was going to the bloke, was on a crutch. He was being, he was going, he was... What, is he on a crutch as in he's recently hurt his ankle? Yeah, or a crutch he, as in I always have a crutch? No, he was, he had hurt his ankle. The bloke Lame. was calling him awful words. Yeah, he's, you know... You said he's calling him a raspberry ripple. Calling him a raspberry ripple. 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 
He was going, oh, raspberry, oh, raspberry. All right, raspberry. someone's broke their legs to call so him that, but I was, otherwise, bad. I, I had an argument with him where he's been, I said, don't push me around, don't do this, don't do that. Yeah. Nearly had a fight. It was right. all diffused. But then you got But better. then I felt a bit bad about that, and then he nearly had a fight with about nine other people. You later learned a bit of a Psychopath. Right, but what about that bit where someone come up who was Norwegian and goes, oh, I like Yeah, yeah. So a woman came up to him and goes, to him, like, he'd been playing, like, old rock and roll stuff. I really liked that song you played. It was really great. I enjoyed your set. And he went immediately, went, I really like your voice. You sound so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> he was the most awful man. Horrible awful person. person. Awful person. And I was just, like, stuck with these people. And then I thought, well, I'll go try and get home. Yeah. And uh, then there was a fight outside where my friend who asked me to do it and his best mate had a fight, Idiot. which I had to try and mediate. But it was two little indie boys having a fight. It was quite easy. Ridiculous I felt quite fight. tough. Just and, uh, tic -tac at him. One of them bit through his mate's thumb. <laughs> That's that awful. prison fight. That's awful. Awful. It was like, it looked you, like... Did you, you said to me you used Master Sue's Tai Chi techniques. I did. Someone tried to push me. I, pu I pulled him past me. Did you really? You I pulled honestly him past did. You? Tai Chi's brilliant. All right, I felt really calm and in control. It wasn't like a scary fight situation. So yeah, what's your, what is it you've just reviewed? Don't, ever, don't ever go to East London. Don't go there. <laughs> East London is wonderful. No, it's good, but... East, East London. <laughs> there you are. Some people yeah. like East London. No, but it was just like, don't go to those arty things, Brick Lane area, Shoreditch people. Don't go people, to them. Well, you're just saying Hoxton. the whole culture, Hoxton. Awful. Don't go to any of them. Awful. Don't go to Whitechapel Art Gallery. Don't go to any of these things. Don't go and eat a curry down Brick Lane. No, I don't mean that. No. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so that was don't the review. It was awful. Well, well done, Matt. I mean, I feel we've really moved on. Now, let's have a poem from G now to summarise the show. This will be difficult for you, mate, because it's been an amorphous show. It's been disparate and random. It's G, everyone. Create atmosphere for you. Woo! This show seems to have no apparent theme. Neither has its poem. So who knows where it's going like the river sticks ever flowing and ever growing throughout time as we attempt to answer questions that we find, expressed by the ever-guessing addressed to the ever-knowing mind. To Hoover or not to Hoover? That is the question. Whether it is noble in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous vacuum, wanting to attack you in the back room for all the rejected texts that have been sent back through, luckily your magic phone Cooper has blocked all mechanical groupies hoping to attract you. This show still has no theme. Unless from the message boards you glean the battles of Barry the Beatmaster versus Deviant C. Questions on Freud's theories have at least been solved by Joel's chest of drawers. Hopefully Russell, Henry and Cooper have answered all of yours. Good yeah. Good poem, yeah. The best one ever. We've no theme thing to what a poem. It's nice poetry. Genius. We've got our own poet laureate. Gee, that was bloody good poetry. Let's wait. Oh, I'm fortunately not going to go. He's all right. Moving up another yeah, day. Yeah, worried about him. I'm worried about that guy. Hold on a minute. Lindsay, just to finish. You come over here, love. That tattoo, right? Lindsay's got a, ta a tattoo <laughs> of like a. It looks like a newt or a monkey on her wrist. It's a monkey king. Right, it's a monkey king. Where did you get that monkey king tattoo? Uh, it's a little picture on an album cover. What album? James Blunt. Why did you look at the what? James Blunt <laughs> album cover? You've got think? a James Blunt tattoo. She's got a tattoo from a James Bond album cover. It's quite nice, actually. It is a nice tattoo. Yeah, yeah. But, like, but now, you, every time someone asks you, you've got to go, I got that off a James Blunt album cover. Yeah. Forever. For the rest of your life, you're going to have to mention James Blunt probably twice a week. You just say I like monkeys. Well, uh, that's less embarrassing. 
I suppose. It'd be less embarrassing to say, I put monkeys in nappies and then have it off of them. That would, no, I'm only mucking about that. That'd be a terrible thing to do. And James Blunt's probably a nice person. He is. I've met him twice. He's really nice. Oh, right. Fair enough. I like him. He's nice. Right. Okay, then. So, uh, <laughs> what should we... Oh, Julie's coming up on Music Week with new presenter Imran. I met him earlier. They seem like bloody nice people. And Julie, I've known her for ages. She's lovely. I saw her kissing Paul Weller in the corridor. Not in a sexual way. Paul Weller was being friendly. Paul Weller listens to this show. And if you're listening now, Paul Weller. He'll appreciate that, won't he? We no, like um, him. Who wouldn't he's like cool. him? He's cool. He's really cool. He's oh, a nice oh, bloke. Some of his kids are lovely. Right, okay, then Nat is a nice lad. Now then, right, so what are we going to do? End the We're show. We're going to play I Want to Be Your Dog by the Stooges. Which, which was brilliantly acted by us. <coughs> so thanks to everyone. Thank you everyone that came down to our show. Thank you competition winners. Thank you Indian Sam, Lucy, Sarah. You're all bloody beautiful. Magnificent. <laughs> G. Well, you're not called Sarah. Well, I remembered everyone's name. <laughs> he remembered because they are his sisters. Adam, well done you, turning up here, reeking of ale. No, you don't. He does stink of booze a bit, doesn't he, Matt? That's always. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, booze and nice vomit. Night. Let's listen to our music week. We're going to play out with the Stooges. G, nice poem. Drew a lock. Right, off we go then. Yeah, <laughs> woo, woo, woo.